fantastic. I think that it does get a little too kind of edgelordy at times, but I still overall really love the movie. I don't think it felt like three hours at all. I feel like it sped by for me. Um, I only felt the three hours because I needed to pee. I'll say that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, at no point did I ever feel like it was dragging or I felt bored. Or really? Anything. Wow. So. I, I, I know. I'm sorry. I know it's like your opening statement, but just to put it in there because I don't know if we, we'll get back to that granular thing. I totally did. Like, I definitely felt the three hours hard. And I, for me, it definitely was the, the penguin car chase was like the standout of just being like, okay, like we're just chasing the penguin. Yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah, I loved it. I, I enjoyed a lot, a lot of this movie. Um, I would say this is like an absolute recommend. Go see it on a big screen because it is one of those kind of visual spectacle movies that they do a great job with shots. And I loved also hearing that interview with Matt Reeves where he's like, yeah, that's all practical. Like him, the Batmobile flying through the fire, that's practical. There was no CGI there. We wanted to make it look as real as possible. So a lot of this movie just worked for me really well, and uh, I highly recommend everybody go see it. Nick Scarpino. Um, I really liked this movie. Um, I did. Um, I think it's a really good movie, but I think the runtime keeps it from being a great movie. I really do think a lot of the story is weighed down by the fact that it's three hours long. Um, and you look at a movie like The Dark Knight, which feels, which which is as intense, if not more intense than this, but I think they did more with that two hours and 32 minutes of The Dark Knight than they did with the three hours here. Largely because I think... The crux of this movie revolves around this mystery that I just wasn't that invested in. Um, and after when, – when Paul Dano gets arrested, I was like – I looked at my watch. I was like, oh, we have an hour left of this. Contrast that to, like, that moment where Joker gets arrested in Dark Knight and you're terrified for whatever's happening next because you know it's part of his plan. With Dano, it just sort of, it sort of felt like we were chasing that specter the entire time. And so – I, I'm with Greg on this, where I really like this movie, and I will watch this again, but I don't know. I'm not going to rush out to theaters to sit there for three hours. I think this is a perfect, like, HBO Max pause it, maybe come back to it an hour later, um, be able to walk around it, um, or be able to walk around, come back to it, right? Um, but I think there's so much they did right in this that I'm almost mad they didn't. Like this is this this is gonna sound crazy and I'm gonna get just bashed for this, but no. this is one of those rare moments where I wish they would release a studio cut of it, where this is the director's cut of this film, which is phenomenal, and I'm all in for like throw whatever you want in there, Matt Reeves. This is your movie and it's great, and he did way more great good than I think than 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 bad in this. Like there's way there's so many good things in this, but I really do wish this is one time where someone would come and be like. You know, if you shaved off even 15 minutes of this, it would make everything feel a lot more urgent. Because by the time we get to a lot of the subplots that are kind of shoehorned in there, like, I wanted – I could have done a whole movie with Zoe Kravitz and John Turturro's character. John Turturro's so good. Kind of it's so good. But that feels like it's kind of an afterthought, and the Alfred stuff feels like it's kind of an afterthought. It felt like they were like, we have to have a moment with him and Alfred where Alfred questions what he's doing, and he's like, I'm really your father. And, like – Five minutes into the movie, like, you're not my dad. And Alfred's like, I, man, I don't know. This is our first scene together. We <laughs> never felt like your dad. You know, going up here, I man. wasn't saying I was your dad. Yeah, I was like, bro, come on. You're jumping to some conclusions. And that's but all the thing, that right? Like I feel like then if you would have killed him, you would have given it more something to do there, and it would have been different. It would have been there. Because even, like, the scene of him, Alfred wakes up, and he looks over, and he smiles, and like, you lied to me. Blah, blah, blah. No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Okay, this is cool. not, Why the fuck do you do this? Like, why is Batman just believing everybody everything says? Well, it was funny because it was when they introduced um, – and I'm, I, I've never read her in the comics, but she was in the Adam West series. What's, what's the character's name that's like the other Alfred, the female Alfred? Oh, I don't know if it's the same one from the Adam West series. You're thinking oh, of Aunt, 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 Aunt Alfreda. 
Aunt somebody, Aunt, Aunt Barrett, and I don't remember who she is. Aunt, oh, Aunt I thought there was a nod to that. Aunt I thought that was cool. I was like, oh, it's going to be totally That's right. Is, is that right? right? No. Oh, <laughs> that's I was coming up with Baru as well, and I was like, that yeah. can't be right. <laughs> um, but, I, but, but I think the movie is, is, I think everyone did a phenomenal job from the cast. I think that Jeffrey Wright and Zoe Kravitz are stand out to me. I think Pattinson did a great job as Batman. I think the way it's shot, and I can understand completely why Matt Reeves wanted the projectors specifically dialed in because it's shot perfectly. It's simultaneously dark, but unlike, if you remember, Greg, you're probably the only person to ever remember this, seeing 89 Batman in theaters, you're like, okay, we got to the Belfry, and it's indistinguishable. You cannot see anything because it was shot so darkly, so much so that they had to go back and recolor it for the VHS release. This movie is beautiful, and it's worth watching in theaters alone for just the cinematography and the sound design. Um, and everyone did, and shout out to Colin Farrell for completely disappearing into this Penguin yeah, character, which again, this wonderful chase scene that I would agree with Greg went on a little too long, but we're chasing a side character in this is the Penguin, and he doesn't really even have that much relevance into it, and I think that's kind of um, kind of relevant to sort of my criticisms of it, but it's definitely a really, really good Batman movie, and I'll agree with Andy too. It's nice to see after 19 years or 20 years, I don't know, more than that, how many movies have we had? 30 years movies. of Batman movies, okay. 89. Yeah. 13 movies. They, they, Matt Reeves found something in a Batman movie that we hadn't seen before, which is that detective angle, which is cool. I just wish they had dialed it back a little bit. Aunt Harriet is what we're looking for. Aunt Harriet, Adam thank Marcia. you. Thank you very much. Tim Gettys, what did you think? Uh, I want to hear Kevin first. Fuck, sorry. I appreciate it. Try to help. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. Like, I am so high on this movie. I think I'm probably the, the highest from the group, uh, or really anyone that saw it at the, at the screener, because um, I, I, I just love every aspect of it. I mean, visually, as a film, it's beautiful. It's stunning. The length, I, I certainly felt it. There, there was a point where, like, I looked at my, uh, my watch, and, and I leaned over to Paul, and I was like, we are halfway through right now. We have another hour and a half left. And she kind of sighed, but I was giddy with, <laughs> giddy with excitement. Like I, I was like, that's not the reaction I was looking for. Well, no, she, she liked it, but she was like, oh, it's so long. It's so long. She sighed, and then he like leaned over to me. We got an hour and a half left. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, so, it, but like, it, I, I think the detective aspect of Batman was like a really cool way to take the story because we haven't seen that in live action ever before. I do like it to me, the show is very reminiscent uh, to the Batman animated series where it's like, he is more of a detective and we get to meet all these characters um, as he's trying to figure out what's happening. And I, I, frankly, I love that. Um, And I also think that the, the style, like something we brought up in the trailer reactions was that the style was a little reminiscent of that uh, that Gotham, like the the Gotham that oh, yeah. we see with all the colors. And I think that like actually watching the movie, it maintained that. I thought um, Dano as uh, Joker or no, not Joe Riddler, Riddler. Riddler was awesome. I loved it. I do think that there were, the movie has its weaknesses with um, Alfred's character. Like I don't I don't know that that was necessary to try to push all that. And I wish they had the balls to just kill him off. Um, but man, like it, I had such a blast. It's it's not a movie that I'm I'm like, hey, I have to run to the theaters and watch it again. But I am excited for when it comes to HBO Max to watch it on my own. And I think that the biggest thing this movie did is at the end of it, I was like, fuck, I wish there was a show that was like a continuation of the story because like I would want to watch more stories and little, you know, conti- 
I will watch that, the that, story go. No, I know. Yeah. We're getting the Penguin, though. I don't think we're going to get a lot of Batman in it, are we? There's, I don't know about Batman, but there's two spinoff shows and two sequels that are greenlit for the movie I'm, and for this universe on HBO Max. One of them is about so, the police department. Which I'm, so, I'm so stoked. The, the only thing is, like, I felt the three hours, but I'm also so happy that they didn't do this in two parts. Because I feel like there was a natural break where they could have been like, all right, it's an hour and a half and another hour and a half movie. So, personally, I they could have gone an extra hour, and it would have been a struggle physically, but I would have enjoyed it. <laughs> Andy, uh, Andy. Yeah, I just wanted to quickly say, like, I obviously don't think it would have worked out uh, budget-wise, but I would have loved if this... I would have loved even more if this were like a six-episode miniseries, HBO-wise, where it is like we were watching The Outsider on HBO, or we're watching mm-hmm. True Detective, and it is a murder mystery, and you are, and week to week, you are maybe uncovering new clues when there's really a bigger, uh, there's always kind of like a, at the end of the tunnel, you think that they might be safe, but really Paul Dano has a bigger plan for everybody. I don't know, like, that's kind of what I thought while watching it, but I I still love the movie. I would just love to see, I agree with Kevin, if we were to get more of these sort of murder mystery things with Batman in a grounded world. Yeah. Um, Andy, like you saying that, I want to jump off that point right there. I also agree with you that I think that this even felt like a series of of HBO TV, uh, more so than a movie sometimes, just with the movie budget and movie look and cinematography that is so next level. Uh, But what I would have seen, would have wished to see is a bit more of that episodic TV cliffhanger style storytelling where they're like, there's these moments that every hour I'm like riveted by like, oh my God, what's going to happen next? I think that is one of the things that I, and most let down by this movie is I was not ever having this moment of fuck what's going to happen. I was always kind of like, I'm, I'm, you're giving me a good story, but I'm not engaged and riveted in, in the way that I kind of expected to be from a murder mystery. Like this didn't feel so much like a mystery as much as it felt like a, from here to here to here to here. It felt kind of like uncharted where it's like, we just got to get to the next uh, place yeah. and to meet this next character. Who's then going to tell us, who the next character we need to talk to is. And that's not a bad thing, because I think this movie did a great job of making sure that each place they went to had interesting characters, and I was invested the entire time. Like, that's the thing, is, like, engaged and invested, I think, are are different things with the movie. I was not bored by this movie at all. I just think that it was uh, uniquely paced to kind of give you this kind of this, then this, then this, then this, then this, but it's not really getting me to kind of, like, partake in it. And you were saying earlier the thing of, like, you didn't need to be a participant and want to try to figure out the riddles and like Batman answering quickly didn't bother you. It's not that I wanted to guess along with it, but I wanted when the answer was revealed, I wanted to go like, Oh, or like, that's clever. Or like, there's something there in a way that we see in seven in a way that we see in saw in a way that we see in so many of these other things. And I feel like I, I rarely, if ever in this movie had that moment from the five or six riddles or those sections, I normally was like, huh, I was questioning the logic and then how much of a stretch it was mm-hmm. that they figured out the exact words lie still instead of just lies yeah, <laughs> or lies forever or lies whatever. Like, how did he get to still? Like, I don't really get that. And the moment I'm starting to question that shit, it's like, oh, fuck, I'm out of the movie. That's not good. You know, um, I'd much rather them give me something that's, that's fucking clever and blows my mind. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool, especially coming from Matt Reeves, who I know is capable um, of that. But uh, that is, I think the most negative I am on this. I really enjoyed this movie. Did not love it, but I did think that it is really, really great. And I think it might be 
the most consistent Batman movie we've ever gotten mm. from beginning to end where uh, it was three hours, but it was three hours of greatness. Like when this thing starts off and I was really wondering, how are they going to set up the Batman in this world? Like we know we're not going to get another origin story. Or I guess we didn't know that. We definitely could have with the pearls and all that shit. But like how were they going to – I mean, that was my biggest involved? complaint is like what happened to his parents and was she wearing pearls? Because I'm mistake on my part. I could have had us a score from DJ Junkie XL. What's <laughs> going on? Come on now. But this thing just starting off with, boom, the Batman title. Super big. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. This is cool. Where are they going to go with this? And them showing Gotham and not revealing Batman for quite a while, but just showing all the crime going on and showing the shadows and showing these people looking through into the darkness and being scared of Batman. That fear is there of vengeance is already there in so many different aspects of the city with the VO that Andy was talking about of like this kind of like inner dialogue that uh, uh, Batman's having with himself. Like I thought that that was incredible. And I'm like, fuck you are setting the tone for a very, very cool Batman movie. And it was that the entire time, just like the trailers uh, made us believe it would be. I want to give this movie credit for probably being the best uh, iteration of trailer to movie I've ever seen. Uh, this movie is the trailers. It is mm-hmm. the energy and the style and yeah. the vibe of the same trailer. Music. Just same everything for three hours. Like that is such a rarity because normally the trailer has it's, it's marketing, right? It's like a different vibe, whatever. You're not fully gonna get that. This is three hours of that trailer, and like that is such a compliment because I love that that trailer. I do just think that it, it is impossible to uh, judge this as anything but the 13th Batman movie. I'm very excited five years from now to rewatch this a little bit out of context of it mm-hmm. coming now and, and you know, with where we're at with superhero movies. And I think my, my take on it might change and I might be a lot higher on it, similar to how I was with Batman Begins, where when I first saw it, I didn't love it. But then with the context of now, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is ever going to get quite there. Um, but I do think that this is a major achievement and accomplishment for what they were looking out for. However, I do think that it, it, it's, missed the mark for what it did different in terms of being a 10 out of 10 knock it out of the park when we saw dark knight and batman begins for the first time it was like yo they grounded batman and this is crazy with right. this one uh the detective stuff is the thing i like least about it sure we got to see batman doing detective things but i didn't like how they showed it to us that much and i i still think that there is uh iteration of batman out there being a detective that works for me better than this does however as these movies continue to just keep happening Every time one comes out, there's more comparisons that we make to what came before, what we like and didn't like. And I think it's just a very impossible place to to be. And we're seeing that with characters like Wolverine, Spider-Man, and Batman in particular, that I think it's only going to get more and more complicated to not uh, have to actively compare. Because had the Nolan trilogy not existed, this movie would be oh my God. an all-timer for me. This and I'd be, be like, yeah. holy be insane. Fuck. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. But because, because it does exist, I compare it to it, and there's no getting out of that world. So. The other, yeah, I mean, the, the comparison for, for that, the thing that strikes me is people go, oh, it's just like Seven. I'm like, it's not like Seven. You go back and watch Seven, and Seven is has you literally tense the entire time. And I think a large portion of that is because it's able to be rated R, and there's a lot of shock value in that. And, and I think the but the other problem, or the other thing that has going for it that, that a Batman movie simply can't is that Seven's an original screenplay that has, we don't have any context for this. In In this one, I don't even know... 
where I saw it, but I was like, I'm pretty sure Carmine Falcone is the is the the mole. And they get to that, I was like, oh, I was right. And I don't even know what story they mined that from, but I'm like, I remember it being a story that I watched recently. That is what you're up against when you're making the 14th Batman film. I was like, okay, like we know all these characters at this point, and it's very difficult to come up with something original. And that I think is that sounds like a, a mark against this movie. It's actually to this movie's credit that he made three hours of something that was entertaining, even though it was so rooted in this universe. Greg. I th- yeah, it's one of the things Tim's talked about of, uh, you know, rewatching this in five years and finding more in it and not being, you know, a, a chance for it to be an all-time great, like, begins, right? What I find so – again, I think there's so many great things in this movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was never – like, I was never like, well, there's some lines of dialogue where I rolled my ass because they're super cheesy. But it's more the fact that, like, I think this movie ends in such an interesting spot that I'm really excited for the next one. I think it, it almost feels a lot like how you guys described your experience with Uncharted, where you were like, yeah, you know, we didn't love the movie, or we the movie's fine, we enjoyed it or whatever, but it's really going to be the next one around, right? It's going to be where we're over there, and you go see what they do with it. And so that's where I'm at, too, with it. Of like, I think starting the way from where they ended, and Batman, you know, no, not being a creature of the night, him actually being in the day, and he will still be the creature of the night, but like, being in the daylight, people see him doing good things, they understand it, it's it ends very much like fucking Jor-El's speech in Man of Steel begins, right? Like, you'll give them an ideal to strive for. They'll follow you as he goes with the flare, right? Be hope. I didn't see I, – I, that was the part of the movie that I'm like, this is what we could have cut out of this film. Him on, him helping people up into the medevac helicopter and all of a sudden becoming, like, the symbol of hope like Superman. I'm like, I don't, I don't like this. I don't I, – I We need it for the eventual it. downfall, though. Yeah, but that's – like, again, all, I hate – I hate to draw the comparisons with this stuff, but it was just done better in the Nolan trilogy, right? Like that, this, all that stuff was thematically relevant and, and present there. Um, so we've seen it before. But I mean, I like, I, I thought it should have ended right when he falls into the water, because him leading the people out, I'm like, that's a cool visual, but what's the point? Like they're gonna, they're not. I don't know. I yeah, feel like all that stuff could have. But here's my problem. I don't know. Go ahead. I hear you, Nick. I do. I'm, I'm sorry that we're going back and forth in a Discord call, so it's harder to get in and out of each other. But you and I have never had a problem getting in and out of each other, have we, Nick? <laughs> 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 I knew it was coming. The I knew it was dead. coming. <laughs> I love you, Daddy. All right. Oh, but no, then, uh, why? Again, I think this gives them the most ammo to do something different, right? If they would have ended there, like, in uh, Batman's still just the guy hanging out in the shadows and everybody's scared of him, that's one thing. I love the idea that he gets there and he's like, he has this moment where the guy is, like, on vengeance, right? And he's like, Fuck! I had this all wrong. I'm I'm inspiring them with the wrong stuff. Don't get me wrong. I don't know how you do a Batman movie in the daylight and not make it seem weird. That's why I don't I don't like that. Right? That was that was a huge criticism I had of of uh, Dark Knight Rises, where I'm like, we should be seeing Batman I, in daytime. It's just but, after a certain point, you look at Batman so long, you're like, that's eh, Robert Pattinson in a suit. We're seeing but him I think, in a suit. I feel like we only see him in daylight, like at the end and like at choice moments with certain people. So he only appears in daylight uh, to the general public when it's he's trying to change his image from vengeance to hope, right? And I feel like that's super impactful and yeah, I makes just sense. I just didn't like that. I didn't buy that. I didn't like it. I, didn't, I don't like that he's like, I'm hope now. And I'm like, are you? You're going to be you, – you just broke yeah. a bunch of people's fucking faces in a bunch of times. But I, I, also didn't, I didn't love the line delivery. Just to remember, like, like – well, but people I didn't love the line where he, he was like, I'm vengeance. I don't I didn't like that. I thought that that was one of those where I'm like, oh, this is a really cool scene, and it's building this, and he comes out of the shadows, and then he beats the guy. He's like, who are you? He's like, I'm vengeance. If I were one of those guys, I'd be like, vengeance, huh? Okay. I mean, that's 
That's one way to go with it. <laughs> you know, we, then you like, take off <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I we get that, that. Yeah, we get that hope version. We get that hope at the end because it is a direct comparison to the way the man reacted to him after being saved. This man just watched in the beginning of the movie. Watched Batman beat the fuck out of a bunch of thugs who were about to mm-hmm. beat his ass, yep. and his reaction is, "Please don't hurt me." Like, he's still scared yeah. of Batman, even though and, he just got saved. And I think that... Yeah. And I think that there's that also... you comparison at the end. And, and and there's a moment that they build up, I think, somewhat subtly, but it's like the little kid that sees him, the mayor's son, that sees him multiple times, and at the end, when he goes to, to save with the mayor, who's just been shot, none of them want to reach out to him. But the mayor's kid has seen him now several times with the cops, uh, he say well, I guess that was Robert Pattinson saving him. But like he's seen them, uh, he's seen Batman and understands Batman isn't a threat. And he's the first one to reach out and grab his arm and get pulled out. And then all the mayor and the mayor's like uh, helpers then reach out and get pulled out of the the you know the underwater thing yeah, that yeah. they're at. The, the, Kevin, yeah, yeah. Kevin, Kevin, let's be real. Like this little this little fucking kid. Yeah, he saw Robert Pattinson in that funeral. <laughs> But he recognized that he jawline. Knew, anybody like, know, anybody can that's tell that jawline chin. from a mile away. That yeah. jawline is unmistakable. Does the suit look a lot better than the the, the other suits because it's not like hiding like oh, yeah. in the traditional? Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh oh. Suit time. time to talk about the suits. Whose suit is better? Uh, Christian Bale's had a small mouth hole. Uh. It was weird. Yeah, that was great. What's Good up, everybody? Me. Welcome to Best, Best Bat Suit, the podcast within a podcast where we rank all the bat suits in the Batman cinematic universe, not the same universe, all the Batman movies that aren't in the DCU cinematic universe, and some of the ones we chose just from the cartoon. Number one is Dark Knight slash Dark Knight Rises. That's that bat suit. Yeah, Andy, is something to say? I just want to, can I just redo the intro? Bat suits, bat suits, how they gonna rank? How they gonna rank? This one looks real dank. Uh, number good. one, Bat Suit currently is Dark Knight slash Dark, Dark Knight Returns. Number two is Mask of the Phantasm. Number three is Batman Returns. Number four is Batman Begins Velour Cape. Number five is Batman Forever Normal. Number six is the 89 Batman suit. Number seven is Lego Batman. Number eight is Batman and Robin. Number nine is the Stonar Bat Suit from Batman Forever. Number ten is, in fact, ladies and gentlemen, the 66 Bat Suit. Number 11 is Young Bruce and Joker. <laughs> And number 12 is Batman and Robin on ice from Batman and Robin. God, we're idiots. So where do we want to put the Robert Pattinson bat suit? Just to talk about this suit for a second, I love it. I thought it was such a great design. The fact that he can move his head, the fact that he can actually fight in it, uh, I thought went a really long way toward making the action in this movie some of the best Batman action we've ever seen. And I, I, I really think that, that that can't be understated. Like, the fact that the actor can actually act in the costume is kind of a huge deal. And I like, I like that the helmet sort of felt like it was leathery, like it was easy to get on and off. And I don't know. I think it should rank pretty highly on the list. I might even actually start – I might start the bidding at number one. I, I remember yeah, being number one, Nick. Yeah. I second that vote, number one. Wow, because I was going to say, I remember being really off-put seeing this at first and being like, yeah. I love the vibe of it. I love the sort of the idea of the, the bat symbol in the middle being made out of the pistol or whatever, but the mouth hole too big, and I'm like, no, you know what? The other mouth hole is too small. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, 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 the yep, other yep, mouth hole yep, is too small. Mouthful. Christopher Nolan, we're barely seeing his lips, and he's going, <laughs> and so like, <laughs> I, like, I love this suit. I will also go number one. Wow, wow. Um, I I think that like, 
his suit is really cool. It makes him look really big and menacing. I also love how many little gadgets and like the utility belt. We we see him pull things out several times, yeah. and it's got all these pockets. I wish we knew what was going on with the, his uh, right like sleeve no. there. He, oh, the sleeve. Oh, you mean yeah, the, 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 the whatever those from... needle things are that are there. I like know, I, man. I wish we had yeah, seen them in action. But I I Wait. love this suit. I thought it was like the electricity thing. I thought that's what it was. It I might have been. It might have yeah. been. Yeah, I think I thought that, or if anything, they were extra grappling hooks to attach to the grappling. Oh, hooks. that maybe, might have been it. Maybe I love but that his that grappling unclear. hook comes out of. I love it. It looks like the video game. I thought. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's using those gauntlets. Um, but I, I also, I'd also, I was oh, gonna yeah. say, I'd also put this as number one for me. Like this suit is awesome. It it also it just feels like the pants. By the way, like it feels like you could put the suit on very quickly and it's comfortable, as opposed to the, a lot of the other suits that feel like they take forever. But like those pants look like cargo pants at a certain point, like just mm-hmm. military pants with the boots. Sure. And like it looks very utilitarian. And it's, like he has that big bulge on his right leg, and I'm like, what's that for? And then he uses it. It's the grapple. It's like the thing he uses to rappel down the side of the building, which was like cool. at a certain point, you know, he was just flexing on Gordon at that point. You're like, you could have taken the elevator. You're not saving that much. Got him with passionate. You know, he's got him with He's being Tim? hunted by so many cops. No, no, I mean the, um, that, that. That's when he went up. I'm talking and about flying when, scroll when, suit too. When Catwoman jumps off mm-hmm. and he's like, I got to go after her, and then runs down the side. And Gordon's like, Come on, dude, that's dangerous. That's, that's an Tim, unnecessary. Tim, do you want to make it unanimous? Where do you rank this best? I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, it does come down to unanimous number one. I, I think that potentially the Dark Knight one does edge out my thing. And it, you know what? I would vote that the Dark Knight is number one because I really love the kind of the spikiness, <laughs> the ninja star gauntlet. Uh, that they got going on there, and I think that the suit kind of is a bit more believable in the world for me uh, in the Dark Knight universe than this one. I like this one a lot, like a lot, a lot. It's fucking incredible. But there was enough times in the movie where because of how long they focused on allowing Batman to just be there, and again, going into something I did like about this movie a lot is there was a lot of uh, character moments that weren't dialogue-based with Robert Pattinson where he'd be just looking at things, and you see him figuring things out. Yeah. I thought that that was really mm-hmm. cool. But it also allowed us to look at the Batsuit more uh, than we really have before. And there's a couple times it focuses on his, like, boots and stuff, and you just see his boots walking. And it starts to feel a little bit goofy oh, for a world it. that is supposed that to be good. just pure, grounded, or cool. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I think the Dark Knight suit, which also has some issues, would edge it out for me, but it's definitely Tim. one and two. And Tim. I'm okay with this being voted number one. Can I remind you that the symbol on his chest comes out and becomes a battering? Oh, I awesome. don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> Come on! Like, that got an audible laugh in our center <laughs> yeah. Somebody yeah. laughed at that audibly. Well, that's because they laugh because the first time he uses it, is to cut the little tape, the little piece yeah. of yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 it, and it like sucks back onto his chest. I was like, that's actually a that's actually kind of a cool twist on the battering. Yeah. I wish he had used it though for that. I wish he had to, and that was like, that's one of the only other things that I wish they could have gotten more in there is that he fights a lot and he uses the grappling hook amazingly, but like all the little tiny gadgets and bombs and like, where's the smoke bombs? Give him a smoke bomb. He's here too, dude. He still mm. doesn't have it. Uh, that's one of the things we talked about him using the flying squirrel suit, right? Jump oh off the building. So and when cool. he went up there and did it and he steps to them and he goes, oh, and steps oh, back. I'm like, badass. that's fucking yeah, that cool. Because that again, great. this is something we've seen in nearly every Batman film, him jump off something and, and glide, right? And the fact that he was like, oof, and then he does it and just fucking eat shit. Like that was, oh that was my I'm God. like, oh, I, I like that. I want more of that. I, I didn't like the eating shit thing because of how dramatic well, it was. It was I, so I feel cartoony. Because like, he, 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 he would have been decapitated or at least yeah. paralyzed. And that, there's a couple moments in this movie that I feel like they deviate from the tone that they're setting up of it being this real grounded but yet cool thing. And that is one of them where it's like, I, I like the idea that he was hesitant about it. I like the idea that we were all like, oh, fuck, what's going to happen? There's no way he's going to get through that. 
but they did it in the most overly comical Black Widow's car crash levels mm-hmm. of like, yeah. there's no way that he, this man, even in a suit, can survive that. And then later okay. with the the penguin after this, it, and I disagree with you guys, I fucking loved the car's uh, chase scene. Great, yeah. I thought it was incredible, and I loved how long it, it lasted. And I, the one thing I didn't like is Penguin just being totally okay after that car gets freaking demolished and flipped a thousand times. And I just, that takes me out of the grounded realism that the movie mm. I think otherwise nails, and I, I think that it's in disservice to the overall tone. But it's funny. It's funny. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, uh, I just real quick want to say, let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Guild Wars 2 End of Dragon, the third expansion for the award-winning and critically acclaimed MMORPG Guild Wars 2 and the culmination of the Elder Dragon Saga. There's no shortage of new shenanigans to get up to to explore the beautiful camping continent, travel, fish with your friends in your own personal skiff, unlock nine new elite specializations, pilot the Siege Turtle combat mount, and way, way more. If you're new to Guild Wars 2, don't worry. Their community of over 16 million players are ready to welcome you with open arms. If you're already a Guild Wars 2 commander, it's time to gear up for some new adventures. Like that Siege Turtle mount I mentioned earlier. Yeah, it can bear two riders, one to handle the turtle, the other to operate the weapon strapped to its shell. That's awesome. What about the personal skiff I mentioned? It's your new home away from home on the waves. Ferry your whole party around to explore, relax, or drop anchor to fish over 200 unique species around Tyria. You can check out the link in the description to get your hands on Guild Wars 2 End of Dragons available now. Ooh, that was a good now, one. Now, now go. Was it? Was it, Greg? It was. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm I would not give the that one that gets the judge because I gotta. I mean, I'm sorry. I'll give that. That was a terrible segue. I'm sorry, guys. If we're being honest yeah. about this, guys. I liked it. I liked out. it. Yeah. Let me get a. Let me get my score up. Oh, let's see. Uh, Remember, we have we now have a new scale, right? This is on the kind of funny review scale. Oh, <laughs> uh, the kind of funny review scale. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna give yeah. That. Hold on, I gotta look at. Uh, I thought it was great. I'm giving it a four out of five. I don't even need it, right? Thank down. you, thank you. Uh, yeah, the last last time oh, I got God. a score from a segue on Batman in review, Andy gave me a six point seven. Nick also gave me a six. Kevin just gave me a five. Greg got refused. Two it's out of tough. five. Stars. Everyone's yeah. too rough on. Four on out of five, Kevin. Tim. I thought there that was go, great. Kevin. I thought thank that was you. great, Kevin. Thank, thank you. Kevin, you're a good guy. Now, since we're doing like you know, we're done with the bat suits. We're getting ready to get into the next part of the thing. I do have to ask Andy, what did you think of the mayor's son? I thought he was rocking. I <laughs> don't even know what the viewers were here to talk about ranking all the Robins in the Batman Cinematic Universe in a segment we call Rockin' Robin. Currently, the Robins standing sit like this. Number one, Michael Sarah in Lego Batman. Number two, JGL in Dark Knight Returns. Number three, Robin in Batman. Number four, Robin in Batman and Robin. The question does become, could he in fact be that right? Is this an honorable mention here? Sorry, I was I was thrown off by the cars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, uh, do, do you want to give him honorable mention here? He's, he doesn't. He doesn't actually do any Robin things. He is. Of course you know, we do. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay, do you want to yeah, put him Lois, in the Gri- Lois Griffin was in. <laughs> okay. Cool. Okay. Okay. Then yeah. Where do you want to put him, Andy? I'll let you vote. I put him at number uh, number five above Lois Griffin from Cal- above Lois yeah. Griffin. Wait. So well, why do we think this kid's gonna change to Robin? Oh, his dad got murdered. Yeah. yeah anyone All who right. gets murdered, he saw Batman. He becomes Robin. 
I, you know what? I love it. I love it in head cannon. I'm in. I'm in for okay. it. I, I was going right. beneath Lois Griffin. Lois, Lois Griffin was a team player, right? This kid's got room to grow for sure in the next Batman. I was Lois Griffin. Okay. So we're, just, uh, then we have the votes, I think, then. She's the lady so from fine. Mad TV, Kevin. She played the friend in uh, the Catwoman movie. Oh, fuck. She voices Lois Griffin. You're putting him below, him, below her. I put it mm-hmm. above. Okay, above. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you saying? Above oh, that, yeah. Nick, you have, to make the, you have to pull the trigger. Above or below Lois Griffin for the mayor's son in the Batman? Oh, shit, dude, below. Are you kidding me? Thank you, you, thank you very much. Your new ranking is Lois Griffin at five. Mayor yeah. Griffin. <laughs> can't do, you can't do Marvelous Miss Maisel that way. Come on. Hold on, though. We can't move on, Greg. We have to go deeper. Because this podcast within a podcast, if you remember correctly, has a podcast within itself. Why do we still have so long? This is a great song. That's why. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rock and Robin Suits. This is where we rank the suits in the Rock and Robin segment. Uh, right now, the Rock and Robin Suits sit in like this. Number one, Batman and Robin's Robin Suit. Number two, Batman and Robin's Ice Robin Suit. Number three, Batman Forever's Robin Suit. Number four, Michael Sarah Lego Batman's Robin Suit. Number five, Robin 66 Robin Suit. Number six, Lois Griffin's Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, JGL in the Dark Knight Returns. I mean, See, Nick, here's where I go oh. above Lois Griffin, but below yeah. Robin 66, because uh, Robin 66, iconic, iconic. right? Iconic. But we get him in this dope little ninja outfit in the beginning of the movie does, on Halloween. that foreshadowing of him being a ninja, which right? is cool. I don't think that's accurate at all. That's but yeah, he's definitely ninja. above. Definitely above. Like, yeah. Exactly. Above who? Uh, six, Lois Griffin. Yeah, you're above Lois Griffin, yeah. JGL is lower than than the J- JGL is a dead last. He's yeah, he's just a cop. He's just sort of a cop outfit. Yeah. Man, I totally did not understand any of the dynamics in the beginning of this movie. I was like, oh, that's that's Bruce Wayne, and those are his parents. That's what they wanted yeah. you to think. Yeah, that's what they wanted you to think. And then I was yeah, like, was how old is Paul Dano in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> is Paul Dano about to be a fifty-four-year-old man? What is going on here? All right, so here we are, forty-seven minutes in, Andy. Let's get to the plot. I sat next to Nick. He didn't have snacks. I gave him some popcorn. It had twang pickle salt in it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Batman. We begin on Halloween night in Gotham City, where the mayor is in his old crib, and he's just having a glass of whiskey, arguing about facts, because he's, he's got a real challenger coming on with this Bella Real. Uh, she's coming on strong. He's got to worry about that. Uh, of course, while we see it originally through a little scope, kind of like the little scope from Uncharted that one woman had, uh, mm-hmm. Paul Dano's got Mandalorian. a Mandalorian scope. Anybody who's ever had a scope, Davy Jones. Uh, and he's looking there, and then while that's happening, Batman's giving us a little narration. It's fucking it's Halloween, and on Halloween people get dark, and I'm dark all the time, but I'm in the dark. And we go around, and he's like, the city's too big for me to be everywhere. And so they're, they're hopping all around, and they're showing shit happening. The guy spray paint, and Cool Greg's out there, he's spray painting on City Hall. Another guy in a really shitty mask, he's like, well, actually a good mask, but generic mask, which I understand. He's over there, and he's going to rob a liquor store, or, a, you know, a store. And he's like, fucking mask. Was it a generic mask? It, it was I mean, drop. Logo. Yeah, yeah, and the drop is in the background on a couple of posters and shit too, right? Like it's it's a thing. Is it a drug drop or what do you think? Is it? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that that was like a reference to the drug thing. Like, oh, I don't think this is generic. Oh, it's just a monster mask. It's like I think that it is. No, no, like, yeah, there's definitely world. posters of that mask in, or that creature character, whatever it is. Yeah. It's scary. And like it's on the on all the drugs when they find them. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, get a better mask. All right, like have something cool. Be a Frankenstein at least. You know what I mean? Why well, gotta be a drug? Anyway, he's out there, and it, looks, and it it was too good. You know what I mean? That's like he's going to cosplay at Comic Con, and now he's robbing a thing too. No, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Hmm. That's why I think Spider-Man Homecoming. I mean, better look, mask. Dude, if you're gonna wear a mask, if you're going to wear a mask and you rob places, it has to be comfortable, Greg. You're going to want that thing custom-fitted to your face. That's true, Max. That's a really good point. I feel like I it'd be that. easy to find you, though, if they were like, hey, this guy in this mask did it. And then they're like, cool, I make masks, and I, I did a sculpt of the guy's face the other day just for that. I've never made another one. Yeah, Nick? Uh, I just wanted to quickly touch on, like, the design of Gotham City. because we, Oh, we this talked is a real thing. Okay, but Oh, yeah, no, I just wanted to jump in here. Like, I was, I'm, like, blown away by how awesome the city looks in this. I think this might be the best Gotham since 89, in my opinion. I love, there's a shot. I think better, I think honestly, I think it's better than 89 Batman, because 89 Batman had a style, and they were going for that gothic mm-hmm. and whatever, but it also gave it that, I think Tim at the time described it as a different kind of camp, but it was campy all the same, where it was yeah. like, that was their universe, which didn't feel real, where this one feels real. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's a perfect point. Tim talked about everything being grounded in reality. I actually think that one of the, the, the strongest points of this movie is that it's the perfect blend of reality and that sort of like that, that, that timeless timelessness. Um, cause I think Andy at one point was like, when is this movie supposed to happen? I was like, I think it's present day, but, but yeah, but, I, I leaned over to Nick because of all of the screenshots and all of the sort of leaks that were coming out as the movie was starting to get more and more, um, coverage during quarantine when they were filming during quarantine. I thought that this movie took place like in the late eighties, early nineties because of the way the Batmobile looked. And I thought that this was, and then suddenly people have iPhones in this movie. I was like, oh shit, okay, never mind. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Nirvana goes a long way toward that as well. But there's Mm -hmm. a great shot, and one of my favorite shots of the movie is when he's riding around. By the way, I love that he's on a motorcycle for like 90% of this. So that's so animated series. It's great. But there's a great shot where the Batmobile in the background. Yeah. he, he, He rides the motorcycle around a curb, and it's like just this like old structure that has all these LED screens plastered to it. And that is Gotham, right? That is this, like, old infrastructure with all this new shit just sort of stapled onto it. I'm like, that was a great choice production-wise. I thought Gotham was incredible in this movie. I think it might be my favorite thing overall that this movie uh, did better than the other ones besides just Batman's action scenes. But I I really love how it has so much character to it, and I I think even more literal way of the character of uh, the end moments with Catwoman and it's being like, oh, he already he already has a love and it's Gotham, right? Like, I love that that is kind of the, the connection there and that's straight out of the Zero Year comics. I, I thought that this this movie did a great job of adapting comic storylines in uh, authentic ways that added together elements of the, this run and this run and this run really well to kind of create a story that feels maybe the most comic book one-to-one that we've ever seen Batman translated to screen. Not one comic book being adapted, but many comic-ish. This feels like a comic book Batman movie, as opposed yeah. to a Batman movie that's based on comic character. Yeah, I agree. Agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, and so, yeah, like we already talked about, you know, all the criminals are out there doing criminally things, but as Batman narrates, he's talking about the fact that since he can't be there, you know, the urban legend is spread. So you hear something in a shadow, you, you think you see something, they think they see Batman. And so everybody looks at the sky, all these criminals can see the bat signal, and then they all start freaking out, looking into the shadows, thinking they see or hear Batman, which is great. 
Um, this isn't stopping the Riddler, of course. He's making his moves and going in there, and then, you know, he drops in, and the mayor's there, and he's got his whiskey. The kid went home. Kid already left, by the way. Kid went out to trick-or-treat. Uh, and then, you know, he's there, and then he's like, well, fucking do it, and he hangs up, and he doesn't even see fucking mouth breather, breather John Wayne Gacy behind him or whatever. Ooh, that shit scared me. I was like, oh, this is a scary movie, Greg. I don't yeah, like Yeah, I know. It. Yeah, I'm so, you stuck it out, though, and I'm proud of you. Thank you. Uh, then he uses the carpentry tool. We'll find out later on. It hits the mayor, beats him down, and has a real like, ah! screamy thing as he carpentry. beats the shit out of this guy. What, huh? It's a carpet tool, not carpentry. He said that. No, that's what Greg said. Oh, he did? Kevin. I think yeah. it's a Kevin, Greg, I got you, dude. Appreciate well, so your carpentry. Carpentry or carpenter? What's the carpet? Carpet. carpet for like well, they both have carpet in it. That's the, what does the yeah. carpentry do? You can spell. And that's for woodworking. This is for carpets. Oh, I heard carpentry isn't carpets? No. Right? I think carpentry is compass. Carpets. I think if no, you had a carpenter no, no, no. do your carpets, you'd be like, I should. Yeah, you wouldn't have a carpenter carpet. do your carpets. You would want a flooring guy. You want a carpet guy. Yeah, you, yeah, you'd want a carpet guy. What they got different tools. They got a tre- stretchers. That's what the guy. tool he was using was a stretcher. Carpentry is the skilled trade in a craft in which the primary work performed is the cutting, shaping, and installation of building materials during the construction of buildings, ships, timber, bridges, concrete, framework, etc. Yeah, but it's not carpets. No, 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 no. Kevin, oh, okay. you're missing, Kevin, the boat is already out to sea. You've missed it. I am I am floored that carpentry does not mean you're working on carpets. I would have said that's what oh. it was. You're, you're, I'm not arguing with you. Got it, you got taught it, me okay. something today that has rocked my very foundation. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, Kevin, Andy, I appreciate you, you right. having me, though. I appreciate you having me. Well, you're no, I, that. I heard you say carpet tools. And so I was like, No, I kind of feel like you didn't hear that, Andy. I feel like you heard something else, and now you're changing what Maybe you're I'm just going on Greg's side. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think we need 45 to 55 more minutes of this discussion. <laughs> I think we got to catch up Tim on what happened because he laughed on this one. Audio There's a lot of confusion over what carpets are and carpentry are. Um, no, I like a second. Jen, you said you were going to put on noise-canceling headphones. I'm spoiling Batman. Why are you asking me about it? She's, she apparently knew all about carpentry over there. I Oof. I know, I'm just getting yelled at over here, you know what I mean? Because he, I, I, I'm sorry, problem, Craig, I didn't you know? mean to put you the rude language of words or some shit. <laughs> I gotta deal with that, all right? You know what I mean? Hey, Greg, real quick, before we move on to this, did it ever confuse you, the band, the Carpenters, that they weren't actually, like, building anything? No. But I'll tell you what did confuse me. My boss is a Jewish carpenter. Back to it. So, you know, Riddler, he takes them out. He knocks them down, right? He does and then he, uh, he does the thing with the hand around and so then uh, you know we go from there and then Batman finally he actually is in the shadows it's at that subway thing right because mm-hmm. we had a bunch of skull people like Joker face skull people except for one guy who had a half skull because he was fully initiated into the gang yeah, this is a headcanon I made up for it and so he had to go beat up this guy and he goes to beat up that guy but guess what if they get ready to beat up that guy boom boom it's Batman and he goes thump thump and his feet. And see, this this moment kind of like built off of what I was saying earlier of the Batman title screen getting into like the shadows and like the building the the legend of the Batman being this like uh, scary thing. I love how this movie focuses on Batman's use of fear much more than we've seen before. And I, I like in kind of direct opposition to the Nolan trilogy where Batman is a ninja. Like he legitimately goes to learn ninja ways and begins. And like you see him in the shadows, it's way more stealth focused, and it's why it's at its goofiest and worst when we see the Dark Knight Batman in the daylight on the stairs and Dark Knight mm-hmm. Rises punching things, right? Like, it doesn't work because he's supposed to be hiding. I love that in the Batman, we have constantly him in the shadows, but he's not a ninja. He's loud. Like, this movie is not afraid to be loud in every way, whether it's Batman clomping around or his Batmobile that is just 
it's a monster. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. It. But this scene, to me, I thought was really cool, and I liked that it wasn't just one stylistic choice. It was throughout the whole movie. This Batman is loud in darkness. Craig what Miller. What are you laughing at? What are you laughing at? <laughs> So I want you to, if this is like a one-two punch, I want everything to know, right? So I get the first one, the carpentry has nothing to do with laying carpet. And I'm woozy now. I'm wrong. I don't know, I don't know what to believe. I'm seeing stars. Right I look over at Slack where Jenna sent me carpentry. Do you think Joseph sold rugs or laid down some kind of Asian carpet? At which point I had to Google carpenter because I was very Tim, I never thought this deeply into it. Of course, I knew that like Jesus, the Jewish carpenter, like I knew he was doing like woodworking and like making wheels and shit. But I don't know. I was talking rugs. I thought carpentry was in fact laying carpet. But then, yeah, I don't. I can't. Now I don't know what I thought. Now I legitimately don't know what. If you said, if you walked up to me and said you were a carpenter, I'm pretty sure I would have thought you were a carpenter. I just learned the place you get carpets is called the Carpeteria. Oh, oh that's great. That's good stuff. Oh, my God. I don't know. This is like, I'm so on board right now. I don't Tim. know what I really would have thought if I talked to a carpenter. Tim, it can also be a carpet emporium. Well, you know. Oh, my God. So, bad maybe the shit out of that guy. And then he, like, we already talked about the other guy scared. And, he, he, and, he, and so then he looks up and he sees the bat signal, right? And that's what it is. And so then he, five minutes in. He then goes all he yeah. goes over to the, the mayor's house where you know all the cops are and they've got uh, you know in the well, cops are there. Sorry, before yeah. we go on, so I, there's just a couple moments in this that I felt like that just didn't work. I don't like him saying I'm vengeance. I didn't like it in the trailer. Oh. I don't like it here. To me, it was I, I got a cringe out of that. This was one of the only two cringe-worthy moments in this movie. Um, and I know people will disagree with me, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. I, I mean, I thought it was good, and like I, I also think it's all build up to, for the character growth that we see at the end there. I liked how the vengeance stuff was handled, especially with the Riddler doing it at the end. Oh, I just meant this, I meant just the, the delivery in this moment. I thought it deflated the scene. He's like, "Who are you?" He's like, and vengeance. I'm like, "Oh, you didn't need to say anything." It's, it's so it was so cool up to that point. I'm like, "Ah, it's not like very much." Not Batman, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> they never call him Batman, right? At all in this? No, she calls him Vengeance, the which bat. is hilarious. I love it. Like Zoe, uh, Catwoman refers to him as Vengeance as like a joke. Like, yeah, why would you say yeah. that? <laughs> she does. She does also refer to him as the Bat, which I thought was cool. When the, bat like, and the, cat. the Bat and the Cat doing it. Oh, catty style. Uh, so yeah, then uh, yeah, the Batman shows up, and it's just like the trailer we saw, right, where he walks in, and all the cops are like, "Whoa, I mean, fucking Batman!" Or the Vengeance is here, and they're all like, "But then it's like that same thing too, where they're not like." They're, like, not impressed. Some of them are impressed, some, but some are weird out, and then they're like, you freak. You know, the guy tries to stop him, and Gordon has to be like, let him in. I'm, I'm from Westworld. And he's like, all right. And he comes on in. Still good in Westworld, huh? Jeffrey Wright, man. What a fucking guy. Uh, you know what, what I mean? What a guy. Yeah, great and everything. And what's that? What's that, Andy? Uh, what do you mean? Are you Gonzo for Gordo? Excelsior! That's right, everybody. Welcome to a podcast within a podcast <laughs> called Gonzo for Gordo, where we rank all the Gordons, the Jim Gordons of that there Batman <laughs> in review series. All right now, the list looks like this. Did you want that one more time? Did you want that one more time, Kevin? Yeah, you do yeah. Can you give it to me one more time? Okay, yes, yes. Gonder, Excelsior! Ah! Oh. Gonzo. Right now the right. ranking, right now the rankings. Oh, that's Gonzo. I had legitimately no idea what the fuck that was. Yeah, I thought that was it was Gonzo. Stanley Strong. <laughs> Where'd Gonzo go? 
<laughs> uh, right now, the rankings for Gonzo for Gordo look like this. Number one, Gary Oldman from Begin. Number two, Jim and Bab Gordo from Lego. Number three, 66, uh, Gordon. And then number four, uh, the Burton Gordon. I love how we all had different things planned that we told neither of each other about. Like, I didn't know if Gonzo was going to be flying. You didn't know I was going to have a Gonzo sound clip. We're all working in tandem. This is harmony right here. Still no shirt, though. Where do we want to rank Jeffrey Wright, Jim Gordon? I put him either – I put him right below Gary Oldman. I agree with that. Yeah. 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 Only because Gary Oldman gets a little more screen time. I would like yeah, to Yeah, we say, were with Gary Oldman for so long. Yeah. I, I do think that it's close, too. Like, I, I really liked his interpretation of Gordon. And, again, it's one of those things that, like, it's still year two, so he's he's not Commissioner Gordon. He's Lieutenant Gordon. Right. And we're seeing, like, the, the doors open up for him. Man, why are you getting Gordon – I keep getting Gordon Alfred big stuff. I was going to be like, wow, we put him over Michael Caine. <laughs> like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> I appreciate that he didn't get the promotion right away. Because yeah. that would have been too much like Dark yeah. Knight. You know what I mean? I was afraid they were going to do that when they killed the commissioner here. Also, let me pull up this image that I found while looking for stuff. Because it's, it's – it's, look at this. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's, it's really interesting that this just oh, exists okay. and it doesn't seem to be related to us in any way. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> there are a lot of people who like words like I do. So Gonzo for Gordo, that's going to roll off the tongue for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I love Jeffrey Wright in this. I think he he's, has great chemistry with Robert Pattinson. I think that the, the buddy cop angle on this is, is really great. And I'm also just a sucker for watching Jeffrey Wright be like be like a buddy cop with like James Bond. He's did that throughout the whole series. I think he's just great. So hopefully they make more movies with him. Cause especially, that, uh, especially that moment of, you know, Punch me! You gotta go yeah. get the fuck out of here! Like pull that I, punch! Yeah, I love his performance. I've, I've, I love him in anything he does. Yeah. yeah, he's fantastic. I want you all to know I've settled a bit and I cleared my mind. And I did know a carpenter like Jesus wouldn't be. It wasn't laying carpet, but carpentry for some reason I did did think was involved carpet. But I thank you, Kevin, for setting me straight. And I want you all to be. I'm, I thank you all for being on this journey with me. No problem. Today, a lot of things have happened to me. So we're fucking at the goddamn mayor's house, all right? The goddamn body's there. It's got the face all taped up. No more lies, right? And then there's the card for Batman. Batman opens it, and he's like, and what does a liar do even after he's dead or whatever, right? And he's like, lie still. And then about this time, the commissioner busts right. in. We don't, know, we don't know he's the commissioner busting. He's like, what the fuck's going on? Why is this guy here? Blah, blah, blah. I'm mad and get up. Move. You're just lieutenant. And if we hadn't been partners, ooh, we, we would have had trouble, Jimmy. Oh, and Jimmy's like, oh, I'm so sorry, sir. He's from Louisiana. He's like, get him out of here. Get him out of here. You know what I mean? And so... uh Batman's looking around at stuff too, and he like looks at the floor, and like then the woman who's taking photos of evidence comes over, and she notices she takes a photo of it and shit like that, because Batman's real uh, inquisitive. He's good. He He's good. Yeah, yeah. And so then, you know, Batman bounces. Um, they do the press conference, right, where they're like, "Yeah, this sucks. Fucking the dude is my friend. You know, the mayor's dead. Though, but we'll catch this guy because we're the cops and we catch everybody. We catch all the bad guys, whatever. And everybody's like, "Good enough for me." And that, and that we are back at the you Frank, know, back I, case. I, I, quick oh, question here. If this happens in real life and like there's about to be an election, what happens? Do they pull out another candidate out of nowhere and or what? Like I think she just runs unopposed, right? Isn't the lieutenant governor <laughs> become governor or mayor? Lieutenant mayor, and then uh, yeah, Kevin, I'm it. glad. I'm really glad mayor. you. Br- I'm really glad you bring this up because um, I I didn't think that mayors were that important. Where at the end they're like, we have to protect the mayor. Like I feel like they treated her like the president in movies. With like, we gotta get the president on Air Force One immediately out of here. Like, I it was kind of uh, interesting the way that she was being treated. Like she was like, well, remember, she just, 
The mayor just died, got killed by a psycho killer. So they probably would put a little bit more of a protective detail on the the incumbent candidate, right? Not the incumbent, mm. the uh, the new candidate. The that is yeah. true, but they are also in a unprecedented flood situation. That also, yeah, that I, I feel like maybe all human life should be like a little bit more equalized. That's not, uh, that's 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 not. If you're like one of these like hired goons, secret service types, like that's when you're like, I got, I have one mission: protect yeah. this thing. Yeah, that's when I, they're. My wife and kid have already been swept out to sea. I imagine. That's, yeah, that's I'm true. here. I'm riding this mission to the ground. I just feel like yeah. if somebody raids the White House to kill the president, like you're like, two. we got to protect the president, right? But like, if somebody like raids. City Hall, like we have to protect the mayor at all costs. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just different. No, I don't know. Who cares? But, I mean, that's how it works, though. Like, yeah, if somewhere, right, yeah. yeah. If somebody raids kind of funny, you all form up on me, right? You got to protect yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I will say this: if there's ever, it's funny because they were like, "Well, this is every in case of a hurricane, everyone go to this the stadium." And I'm thinking it's going to be like the stadium from Dark Knight, where it's like kind of elevated. But instead, it's a hockey stadium, or like it goes down. Into the ground. I'm like, is this the best place to tell the entire city to go when something's flooding? Is this maybe we should figure this out? Maybe they do need a new mayor because the old mayor was not really cut. He didn't make good evacuation plans whatsoever. Yeah, no, no, no. So yeah, Batman bounces, and we this is where you get the motorcycling around the city. You know, and he's going around. We get a good tour of Gotham, and then he goes down like you know the old Wayne tunnels or whatever to show up at uh, the base of the Wayne building and do some more Batman research, right? Because this is there was the cipher in this card, right? That's the first cipher or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I love, by the and way, that, that he lived in, under underneath Wayne Tower, not in Wayne Manor in yeah. this movie. I, I do feel like the cipher is where the – and it's I, I, it's one of those things that's, it's hard to avoid it, but um, the, the cipher is kind of where the mystery of it is no longer in our hands, where it's like, oh, they have the code for the cipher and this, this big thing. They got to figure it out, and suddenly we're just like, all right. It, it happens off they figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, talking about the his, his house in the Wayne Tower, like Nick was talking about the gothic kind of look of the '89 Batman Gotham itself. Like I loved that we got that in his house. Like I love the design of it, his house, where it looks so of a specific time period and very, very, very stylized and like kind of like gargoyle esque, but interior, which I thought was a really cool, unique thing I haven't seen before. And I think it's really cool to double down on that in this Gotham City that we get that does feel super real. And him being in this tower that you'd imagine the inside is a bit more modern and cool, like like you know, like dope LED shit. And instead it's like really Castlevania bloodborne. I yeah, thought that was a yeah. cool cool touch. Yeah, for sure. There was definitely a good look to that. Um this is where they introduce Alfred. He comes down, right? He's like, he sees the cipher. He takes it and starts working on it too, or whatever. And then they're, you know, they're looking at stuff. And uh, this is when we see that Batman uses these contacts that record everything, which is a do super dope idea. So and cool, really cool idea in a way to explain how he would be there and detecting everything. Um, I forget if this is the cipher where Alfred walks away and figures it out, or figures out early down there, or he, whatever. He he figures out part of it. And then shows it to uh, our little boy, Vengeance. When he goes upstairs for that meeting or whatever with the stock people. Well, he hides it then. But later, yeah, but like back in the Batcave, he shows it to him. And, and that's where Batman's like, what if it's just like looking at yeah, the yeah. whole thing? Yeah. I was not expecting the whole contact lens thing. Again, I was not. Sure. Uh, I, I'm not. Maybe I missed the origin of that. And I don't really think it necessarily matters. But. Um, I do love. I did love hearing that this was his second year, and this is like kind of he's still kind of new and uh, figuring all this out. But I was not expecting that tech angle of it. But there was still kind of like, even though it's super futuristic, 
uh, that just that technology, this these contact lenses that record everything. I loved how it's still uh, the tech itself still seemed old. The way that the, the screens that they were looking at, yeah, like every, everything that they were looking at, it still had like this sort of like as if they were watching it on an old rounded like CRT TV. I don't know. Yeah. It still it, it seemed very kind of like steampunky in a way. I don't know. It, 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 it's very cool. It reminded me a lot of Blade Runner when when they're looking at stuff in the original Blade Runner and it's super high tech, but it's on that four three TV. And it's, yeah. everything looks just a little blurry, like it's just a little out of focus, and very cool. Yeah, no, honestly, Blade Runner is a good thing to bring up because earlier we were saying the the groundedness of the Nolan trilogy, but then also the seven elements. I got a lot of Blade Runner 2049 vibes mm-hmm. from this movie, not just from the visuals, but just kind of from the way the movie's presented. And I think the tech is a, a big piece of, piece of that as well. So eventually we get Drive, right? And that's where we get Kevin when we figure it all out. Yes. And so that then he, he, Batman doubles back to the mayor's house, right? And he drops in. You know, this is yeah. He drops in here, right? And then Gordon's with him, and they look around, and they, the mayor had his the thumb cut off, remember, or whatever. So they go right. through the cars. They like, he's got a lot of cars. The mayor shouldn't have this many cars. And he's like, what could this could be anything? Blah blah blah. And then he finds the carpenter, the carp, the carpet, the carpet tool, carpet mm-hmm. tool, yes. the carpet tool. In the <laughs> the uh, 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 tire of one of the cars, they pull it out. They go in there. What are we looking for? A USB drive. I, I didn't catch it at first. Like, oh, drive. Okay, cool. That's fun. And they open it up, and there it is, and it's on a thumb. And Gordon's like, oh, man, this guy's a comedian. I like that. Jeffrey Wright killing it. So then they go, well, now it's time to go plug it in and see what's up. So they plug it in, and it's encrypted. Great, yeah. Like, how are we going to open that? And he's like, try the thumb. And he tries the thumb, and the thumb. Oh, I, I love that. I, that was really like, good. This was a fun ride to go with, and I thought that, uh, th- like, every single time – Batman has the answers for everything super quick. Really makes you think like, oh, this guy is like fucking, you know, Gordon is like, I don't know what this does. And it's like, use the thumb. It's like, ah. Oh, he's, so he's, he's very so smart. smart. And that's some of the, those are some of the clever kind of things that I thought were, you know, not the most mind-blowing bits of dialogue or, or discoveries, but they still made me go, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. I, I enjoy those little tidbits in addition to what we get later on with the movie with like, URL and all of those moments, like a bit cheesy, but I still I still enjoy them. I don't, I don't know. But that's also like, let's be honest, that is that's that's very Batman and Riddler, right? The, the, like from the earlier stages, there's always a riddle where you're like, I figured that out. It's pretty easy. And all the cops are like, I don't know what it could possibly mean. It's like still like, okay, come on, that's so that's so you Batman. You think back to like the, the Jim Carrey Batman, where it's like Enigma, Enigma, <laughs> maybe Edward Enigma. Um. So they look in the thing. What do they find? They find photos of the mayor coming out of the iceberg lounge with the penguin behind him, but more importantly, uh, the woman that isn't his wife on his arm. And like, oh my god, this is crazy! Oh, no. And then guess what? You hear, uh, there was like a you know a protocol in there that then sent the photos to all the news agencies from uh, Jim Gordon's email, which I thought was also a great move. Like, I was like that's, that's why great. whenever. You're connecting a USB that you don't know where it came from. Make sure you disconnect the Wi-Fi or Internet to your computer. It's a great point. Prevent it all that. I just put on Kevin. It reminded me of The Office with with the photos of 
um, oh, what's her face? Dan. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it um, So now the hunt. Is, so that's out there. It's out into the public. Now the the heat is on and the hunt is on to find this woman. Who could, who's this woman? You know what I mean? And uh, she's going to be important to the thing because she'll do the and the commissioner probably gets killed somewhere in here. I forget when, but like that happens at some point. He's the next guy because he's dirty or whatever too, right? And uh, they're like, okay, cool. He gets killed off screen, right? No, I don't know. I'm not sure we see him die, right? Because the next person we see die is the DA. Scars guards. Scars and right, 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 right. Oh, right, no, right, yeah, right. We, see, we see a clip of him with some sort of Oh, right, he's got the rat thing. Have the oh, rats the rat eating stuff. him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Which again, another one of those moments where I was like, ah, oh, they're really trying to be seven here because it reminded me of, like, the contraptions that, that the people we would bring in seven, do, but yeah. it just didn't I, have the same... I was kind of confused pick. by that part. I, I don't think it was communicated super well as to, like... Obviously, we had seen that character earlier in the movie, but I I didn't really recognize who it was in there. And so it took me a while to realize who the character was to kind of make that <laughs> mental connection. Because I was like, I don't, I don't really know who they're talking about right now. Until they mentioned, until they kind of like show, I guess, in like later on. Um, yeah, that part was a bit confusing for me. I wasn't sure I who was that in that we, cage. I do love that later when we go into the Riddler's like lair, we see all the prototypes for... Yeah. Yeah. Those things. I thought that was kind of a cool touch. But before we get then, um, yeah, Iceberg Lounge. So Batman's like, got to go to the Iceberg Lounge. Batman goes to the Iceberg Lounge. Just knock on the door, right? And then the guy opens up, sees he's Batman, and they have an exchange. He closes. He comes back with the other. You know who I am. He comes back, vengeance. Yeah. What do you got, Nick? I, I'm gonna get this. Is another Nick criticism that everyone's gonna be like, Nick, you're being too nice. This reminds me of the scene. Like this reminds me of the scene where we just, where Batman just walks into the club in Dark Knight, and Eric Roberts is like, "Yo, what are you doing here?" And he's like, "I'm just walking into a club." I don't like whenever they choreograph Batman just walking into or out of a building. He's Batman. Why would he need to knock on the door? He can't just sneak into this fucking building with using like subterfuge. That's all I have to say. I mean, about he's that. trying to make a statement to get yeah. to the Penguin, right? Like, again, I I think I I in. Dark Knight, I didn't have a real problem with it because I think mean, at least it's a great scene of like, you know, we're professional advice if you want to kill a guy, don't try it. I'm counting on it and drops. Uh, but here, like, I dug it here because it just wasn't what I was expecting. I would have expected the smashing through the giant skylight, coming down, everybody screams, yeah, yeah. This time Batman's coming in and he's establishing to us and them the criminal element that is the Penguin's goons, right? Like, you cannot stop me. And so I liked him coming in like the Terminator. Knocking yeah. those guys out, fighting his way up there, getting shot, you know, all these different things. And then Penguin showing up and, and stopping. Like, all right, come with me. And I like how Penguin handles it because he's, yeah. like, so cool and suave about it. Just like, hey, 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 it's fine. Let's go and talk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, and, it's, again, it's, different. At a certain point when Batman's just walking around environments where there's, like, hundreds of people, it starts to break the reality, like, the realism for me of it a little gotcha. bit. Where I start, I start thinking to myself, why wouldn't, like, 20 people just mob him right now? Like, there's like, no, I love that Batman is that well, good. He the shit out of but, him. But, like, yeah. the thing, well, Woody, the, the thing about Batman that I love is that he's smarter than that. The reason why yeah. he uses those, the coming through the skylight and stuff, because it's surprise. You can't get beat up by 30 guys with guns yeah, this, if they don't see you coming. And it but, just feels, like, super weird to me to have him just hanging out in environments for a large portion of this movie. That This scene and the, the part with the cops where I'm like, nobody took his fucking mask off when he was sitting there lying unconscious on this table? There's 30 cops. No one would be like, take the fucking mask off. Let's figure well, out I mean, Yeah. But, again, in those moments, we do have them being like, take his fucking mask off. I want to see his face. And you can hear Gordon being like, don't fucking touch him. And eventually someone goes to grab him, and Gordon, like, pushes them away. 
Yeah, and it's just like how long has he been knocked out? He's, I mean, he was he was unconscious for how long? The long yeah, enough for them to drag him all the way to the police station and put him on this thing? It was kind of yeah, weird. but I, I do think the implication is that he was being protected by Gordon. of course, yeah, of yeah. course. But it's just, but that, but that's such a thin line of, real, of realism for me, where it's like I don't like Batman can't just be chilling at a Starbucks. And we're getting close to that in this movie where he's just walking around so often that people are like, like part of the reason why Batman comes up in the shadows is because he doesn't let people get close enough to his face to see who he is. Because there's that great part in 89 where, where Vicky Vale like kind of leans in and he bows in the light, the light in her eye because he knows that if she gets too close to him, she's going to be like, you're the dude I made out with two nights ago. Like, you're Bruce Wade, right? I don't know. That's a, it's a minor criticism, but it's one that I have of the Nolan verse too. I'm like, the more we see Batman in well, the normal environment, the less impact it has on him yeah. being actually Batman. Speaking I, on I, that, I, Colin Farrell uh, did hang out at Starbucks in his uh, prosthetics a lot, and nobody knew it was him. I mean, Jesus Christ, I watched the movie, and I still yeah. can't see him in it. Yeah. Like, that's, you know, great I, and great makeup. I think another thing to note is that, like, it's, it was very, like, clearly stated. And, and I know I'm, like... I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just trying to, like, talk about the explanations they have in the movie itself. But, like, they do make it, like, a big deal that, that um, Bruce Wayne is a recluse. A recluse? Recluse. He's, he's, he yeah, doesn't but, come out of his house ever. But everyone, every single person sees him go, oh, shit, that's yeah. Bruce Wayne, yeah. right? Yeah, like, you're right. Like, you're right. You got me, Nick. You got me. Dude. Literally, Colin Farrell goes, don't you know who that guy is? That's Bruce Wayne. And I'm like, <laughs> does he look a little familiar from, like, here down? Man, <laughs> oh, yeah. Nick hates this movie, dude. I'm with Nick with a lot of what he's saying. But let's, uh, let's for me personally, like, that stuff, I, again, I that's one of those I try to suspend my disbelief at the door kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Because and, to go, and let me, give me one second. Because I like that it's different. I like that we're seeing Batman in situations we don't normally do. I like that I think it's, it's not world-breaking for me personally it, because I don't know the world yet. And I appreciate as this movie goes on, they establish what the world is and how Batman exists and works in it. In the way mm-hmm. that, you know, Dark Knight Rises is one of my huge problems with it was how Batman looked in the light. Batman looked in the daytime because we've yeah. seen two amazing movies that didn't have it like that. And so to see that here and have it established, for me, I of course, it's, it's, it's back to like the only redeeming part of Green Lantern, right? When Ryan Reynolds shows up and, she, and Blake Lab is like, yeah, how? And he's like, how do you know? You think, I've known you for 12 years. You, think I don't, you yeah. think you hide your cheekbones? I don't know who you are. Like, yeah. this is establishing that in the same way. I don't watch this and go like, how did he learn to fight? How did he learn to do all this? And like, well, Andy Serkis, like, I thought you had to fight. I'm like, Andy Serkis, yeah. were you a ninja? Like, what are you talking about? But I enjoy it and I have fun and I squash the movie. No, and, and, and obviously I'm, I'm, over, I'm being overly critical of this. You have to suspend your disbelief. This is a Batman movie, and I get that. But I like it a little bit better when the filmmaker helps me suspend my disbelief a little bit more than this. There's just so many opportunities for, like, 30 people, 30 cops standing. These are cops, right? Some of these are detectives. Yeah. You don't think one person would be like, I'm just going to remember what this guy looks like and start try to figure out who Batman is. I don't know. There's just I, – having said that, I love the moments where he's he, – that, that scene where he walks in with the cops and, and he lets them in. I like that a lot better than the scene in the bank with Dark with uh, Dark Knight where they just look over and he's standing there broad, in, like, broad daylight. And they're like, uh, is this guy supposed to be here? And he's like, let him in. It's fine. Anyway, he fights all the way against the Penguin, talks to Penguin, who's the girl. Penguin plays dumb and actually he doesn't know who the girl is. What? Earthquake? No, not here. Great comic. Great wrestler, too. Uh, <laughs> him and Typhoon, man. Are you kidding me? The natural disaster. <laughs> You're all yeah. fucking losing it here. <laughs> uh, but you know, that was great. Earthquake? You guys feeling this? Yeah, I think it was. Maybe Barrett fell down. Or somebody, maybe a car <laughs> hit my house. 
I like the reality that Barrett fell so, like, down the flight of stairs that it felt like an earthquake. <laughs> uh, but in the middle of all this, Selena Kyle shows up to give him an old drink Hold or whatever, on, right? Everyone. Wait a minute. Sorry. I just need to, need to say this. 22 hours ago, expert no disaster upon disaster lives for the West Coast. It could happen tomorrow. Jesus Big earthquake Christ. could hit Bay Area at any moment. Great. Great. Oh, I haven't heard that forever. Tim, it's yeah. funny. It literally, like, there's a bunch of articles literally yesterday talking about today. Tim, cool I got a text at 10.14 a.m. from my mom. Don't use elevators. Be prepared. Y'all might get an earthquake in the near future. Just read it on Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And all you heard it here from Andy. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> okay, right. I like the Google, right? NBC Bay Area. Big earthquake could hit Bay Area any moment. The one underneath that is the San Francisco Chronicle. Experts, Central U.S. needs to be ready for the next earthquake. <laughs> like, SF just pushing it away. Like, no, 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 no. We, we can write these articles, too. All right? Don't worry about it. Get it out of here. That's weird. Wow. Anyways, uh, oh, Selena Kyle shows up, and I forget what she does. Maybe she just reacts to something that they say about the girl, right? He, she, yeah, she tips it. Yeah, she tips that she knows. She, so then, she like, also does like a drug deal, right? Yeah, yeah, she moves some drugs, some shit or something. Uh, then she leaves. You know, Batman's like, fuck you, Penguin. He leaves. And then Penguin's like, fuck you, Batman. And then, uh, you know, he changes into his Bruce Wayne outfit and sits on a motorcycle. And then Selena Kyle comes out and then he follows Selena Kyle back to her apartment. And then he gets a cool vantage point. He's got his little mask on like this. He's got a little uh, mono, mono, mono. At score. first I thought it was a Riddler. Sure, that makes sense. Were we supposed to be thrown off by that? Because I feel like it very much felt like Paul Dano was kind of doing the same thing that he was doing in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's a lot of thematic things in this movie that link them, like the whole orphan kind of thing, even between mm-hmm. Catwoman, Batman, I, and Riddler, and then even just like the whole vengeance thing of like the, why Riddler's doing it all. Like, I thought they did a, a decent job. I don't think a great job, but a decent job at connecting all those elements so that throughout it, we are kind of multiple times like, is this Riddler or Batman? And then it's revealed. And like, oh, okay. I, I didn't like the, they, they actually were like, hush, dramatically. Oh, right. I was like, oh, you didn't need to do that. Big like, reference right there. Story. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even read comics, but I was like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. See what they do. Yes, I think that that's uh, a little later. But the news reporter that the Riddler references and who Thomas Wayne is accused of ordering the death of has the last name Elliot. Thomas yep. Elliot in the comics becomes the killer known as Hush, whose father wasn't able to be saved by Dr. Thomas Wayne. The movie even has the word Hush over a picture of Elliot yep. when talking about the Hush money he refused from Thomas Wayne possibly hinting at his son appearing in the future to exact revenge. When they did the Elliot stuff, I leaned over to Barrett, and I was like, are they about to make Riddler hush? Because I thought that's where we were going, is that he was going to be the reporter's son who was then mm-hmm. put into the orphanage, and that's where yeah. he went from. But I think that was just a red herring, and yeah, I, I don't know. appreciate it, Greg. I did not well, appreciate it. Well, I mean, did you watch the animated movie Hush that they put out recently? I think so. Remember, they changed the ending. <laughs> 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 I honestly don't remember. I think I saw it. They, they they deviate there and Riddler becomes hush in that one when you're like, oh, oh I guess I did. No, it's fine. Don't come that was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen Kevin do in my life. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. I'm I'm planning some, like, other different work stuff that I've been trying Great. my hardest Bad to figure topic. out. And so, uh, <laughs> Selena talks to the girl that was in the photo. She fucking bounces immediately because she's got to go get uh, her passport. I don't know if you think, we don't hear that, though. I think we just see it. We see 
Selena go in, get in her cat suit, get down really quickly, and then get on her motorbike, and Bruce gets on his motorbike, and then he follows her over to the mayor's house, and then he dresses like Batman, and he comes into the mayor's house while she's cracking the safe. He's like, you're good at that. He's like, ah, right. And you're like, what? You got the fever? You know what? I, I do think I do. I think I, I, I got scratched the other day. I might have some fever. What's up, everybody? I'm the Welcome to Cat Scratch Fever, where we rank and review all the cat women of the Batman in review universe. Currently, the, stand, the list stands like this. Number one, Anne Hathaway in Dark Knight Returns. Number two, Michelle Pfeiffer in Returns. Number three, 66, Catwoman. Number four, Lego Batman's Catwoman. And number five, Catwoman in Catwoman. Where are we putting Selena Kyle, a.k.a. Catwoman, from the Batman? If I may. Well, the floor is yours. Let's hear what you have to say about Zoe Kravitz's performance. I think this is easy number one. There was, like, the casting in this movie, I think, is perfect. She, Zoe Kravitz, Zoe Kravitz, right? Yeah. She is phenomenal. Every time she fights, the, the brutality and quickness of it is very impressive. And then, like, all the background stuff that's going on and how she, like, stealthily, like, gets into places. I love her costume. With, like, when we first saw the little uh, beanie, that she was using, I was yeah. like, ah, oh, it looks stupid. But once it was on, I grew to very fond of it. Yeah. Yeah, Her second I, time as Catwoman. She was our Catwoman in Lego Batman. Whoa! Right. Oh. I forgot about that. Um, I, I'm with Kevin on this one. I thought she was great. I thought she blew Anne Hathaway out of the water as far as, like, just her ability to, like, really sink into that role. Uh, again, granted, I was never a huge fan of Anne Hathaway as a Catwoman role. You guys remember? I just, I didn't, yeah, I didn't she really quite it. nailed it. But, but Zoe Kravitz, I think, just made this her own. I think she's, I think it's the standout performance for the movie. She's number one for me as well. She's fantastic. I struggle yeah. here. Because I love Zoe Kravitz. I thought she was great. I didn't really love what they had Catwoman do in this movie. I thought Catwoman in this was fine. And I liked what they had uh, Anne Hathaway's Catwoman do better in, in Dark Knight. I do still think this is number one at the end of the day. But I don't think that it's like a runaway number one. I think it's a little closer. Also, hold on, hold on. Is it a wig? I don't know. Wigging out with Scarpini, no, and Andy, because I want to just kind of just talk about how, like, when she had the wig on in the beginning, when she had the wig in the beginning... I thought that was her real hair, and I thought she went through, like, a haircut for the later shorter hair scenes. Mm-hmm. Really good wig. Like, wig spiracy got me, Nick. There it is. But, see, the, the thing is this. This is wig spiracy throwing you for a loop because there's a reason behind these wigs. They're all the women were wearing them at the club. They're sort of like they're, they're part of their costume or their, their uniform at the club. When she takes it off, I think it's – I think – she disappears into those, and those are the characters that she's playing, and you're not yeah. quite sure if she's ever sincere or not. And I love that the whole purpose for her being there was, like, there's two reasons for her being in that specific club, but the main reason was just to fucking rob them. Like, get close to that money and take it, which she does, by the way. Remember, she gets away with one of those yeah. sacks of money. Yeah. And, like, I don't know if they bring that up ever. She's like, no, I still have that. Don't worry I about mean, that. I mean, she's, she's still a cat burglar. I also oh, yeah. like that she gets called a cat burglar. I love it. I love I love that. And in this scene specifically, she comes down and she cracks into the safe, and he's like, you're yeah. really good at that. And she, everything she does in this is so eloquently choreographed and perfectly done. And then they have that little, like, sort of dance where they fight, and she holds her own. It's great. Fine, yeah, she's actually beat her. It's a unanimous number one. I put her there, too. I think she crushed it. I think I love her performance. I love her uh, Selena. I love the motivations. I love the fact that, you know, like, grounded is a weird way. But you know what I mean. It, it feels real for what they're doing. I think it's a great interpretation. I like her relationship with Batman. Um, also, I like this. 
in the live chat, Zpol6 Gaming goes, also apparently Zoe Kravitz is Jason Momoa's stepdaughter. Well, if you'd like me to blow your mind, she's also Lenny Kravitz's daughter and Lisa Bonet's daughter. <laughs> like, you don't oh, have yeah. to bring Jason Momoa into the picture at all. She has two celebrity parents already, not yeah. let alone a third. And if you, you're all trying to say, used to be. Remember, I just saw the headline yesterday, Lisa Bonet and Jason Momoa trying to make it work again. Oh, they they right? well, There's still chance out there. There's still good news for all, all of us. Yeah. Great news for all of us, Andy. Great news. Anyways, uh, when they start rolling around and, you know, doing all sorts of cat and bat stuff up there, and it's cool, and then they, they the cops come because they're still, it's still a crime scene. They're coming, they're like, what the hell's going on in here? But then I see the Batman's got her mouth covered, and they're, like, pressed up against me. And then they stop, and Batman's like, listen, I don't want to fuck with you at all. I just need to know what's going on with the girl or whatever. And she's like, well, listen, the mayor's got my friend's passport. I'm trying to get that out of the safe. We get that. We can go about it. Batman takes it. He's like, I'll do that, but you got to help me. And she's like, okay, but I'm only in it to protect my friend or whatever. And so then now it's a buddy cop again, which, again, I wasn't expecting this early on the film and i appreciate that right you know totally so now we go back to the iceberg lounge we send selena in there she's got her own contact lenses and earpiece in there she's not thrilled with it but batman can see and hear everything right and so she's doing it and she's scanning and this is where bruce is like waking up to the fact that all of gotham is dirty right like everybody's in there the da everybody else everybody who's you know the priests and the, the club you know, the, the nuns club. that yeah they're yeah. in the club yeah right the club within the club, club 33 or whatever fucking know about that yeah and so, like, he's like, whoa, this is crazy. And then eventually, yeah, she walks by uh, uh, the DA, uh, played by Peter Sarsgaard, right? Uh, mm-hmm. The guy, the guard uh, professor from the Thor movies, his son. And then also, of course, uh, the guy from Shattered Glass, because he's dope as hell. Yeah, uh, dude, that was his, oh, my God. Oh, is it the other guy? Is it the True Blood? There's the other Sarsgaard. so many times. Remember that podcast we did about how many Sarsgaards are there? The True Blood guy and the kid that played It are related. I believe they yeah, are the sons of, of the, uh, the, the, the Thor Sarsgaard, guy, who is the Thor guy slash uh, dra- dragon tattoo uh, guy. This guy, different spelling for Skarsgård, I think. My apologies, everybody. I, I really wanted just to get in there to make a Shattered Glass reference because I loved him in Shattered Go Glass. Go for it. So if, if you're watching Shattered Go Glass, he's great. You did great in that yeah. movie. Everybody should you watch it. You have Nick's permission. Great, great journalism movie, Shattered Glass. I own it on DVD and on Amazon Prime. So if anybody wants to borrow it, let me know. They played Anakin, right? Isn't that as well? Yeah, oh, yeah. Hayden Christensen, he's in yeah. Shattered Glass. Uh, many say his best performance of all time. Yeah. There's a Scar's Guard in Big Little Lies with that's, that's True Blood. That's True Blood. That's True Blood, yeah. If you haven't watched, and that's the thing, I'll tell you right now, if you haven't watched Big Little Lies, turn off this fucking shit you've been watching for, what, an hour and a half and go watch some true Big Little Lies. Wait, Big hold Lies. on. Zoe Kravitz is in that show? She is, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, she's rating it, too. And so cool. is Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Who, remember, we gave a five out of five. Fell out of the ball. Fell out of ball. <laughs> I mean, speaking of, we could do it right here. Hit it. Yeah. Oh, Lord. No. Is, it, is there a barrel of ball? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Kevin, ring the bell. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bell of the Batman. This is where we rank the love interests in the Batman uh, cinematic universe that doesn't include the DCEU cinematic universe. Number one is Katie Holmes in Batman Begins. Number two is Vicky Vale in 89. Number three is Maggie Jill in Ha 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 in Dark Knight. Number four is Andrea in Phantasm. Number five is Catwoman slash Tally in Dark Knight Returns. Number six is Catwoman in Returns. Number seven is Benjamin Brandt. Slash Tom Long Long. Uh, Chase Radiant and Batman Forever comes in at number eight. Number nine is Russian Catwoman 66. And number 10 is Catwoman slash Talia in Dark Knight Returns. Where do we want to put Zoe Kravitz? Can we just uh, go over Benjamin Brad's name really, like, again? What a terrible yeah, name Benjamin yeah, Brad had in that movie. It, she should count. Like, yeah, there's well, definitely yeah, a relationship. Because I'm having a conversation on a fucking podcast where we talk about everything. That's and why we're, having, we're responding. All right, don't hit the bell. 
<laughs> I, I, I think one of the strengths. There it is, dodge it, dodge it, great. I think one of the strengths of the movie is the chemistry between them. I think they have absolutely a, they have a heat, and when yeah. they make out, the first I'm like, ooh, yes, that is good. I'm Tom alone. Tom alone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Are you always alone? Yeah, that's why I'm Tom, Tom alone. God. <laughs> okay. Everyone. I like. I, I feel like we see. This is one of those situations where it gets upsetting the way you guys voted because I think Vicky Vale should be at the top of this list. Well, I, don't think it, I don't think the Zoe Kravitz is, is better than uh, Vicky Vale. I do think she's better than Katie Holmes though. So like, how do I how, how do I vote? I guess I will let my my dislike of the Katie Holmes character win out, and I will say I put her number one. I put Zoe Kravitz at number one. Perfect. I put her number two. I think that uh, the, the love interest in all the Batman movies are. Are, we still haven't had a great one, and I think that Thank there is know. chemistry between Catwoman and, and Batman in this, but I, I think that a lot of it is kind of just like, oh, they're supposed to be together, so they are, as opposed to them creating a believable situation for, for me to believe in them as a love interest couple. Nick? Greg, I just got to know. Are we going to try to love each other? God, Vicky Vale's so good. I'd like to. What a movie. What a movie. But yeah, we'll put her number one. I think like me and Nick voted one. Kevin seemed to be good on that. I'm cool. Like, with that. I went one as well. All right, cool. There you go, everybody. Bell the ball. Number one, Zoe Kravitz. Congratulations. Let her know. Uh, we're in there. The DA. We see him. He's doing drugs. He's doing the blip blop or whatever the fuck they call it. The drop drop blip blop. He's doing the drops. Drop. He's, He's doing drops. the lemon drops right into his fucking eyeballs or whatever. Looks and gross. so like, cause, and this is my thing too. Is like, guess what? The Batman. The Matt Reeves. There's a lot of drugs out there already. Just fucking man up and have him do black tar okay. heroin or whatever yeah. the fuck's over there. You know what I mean? Why we gotta do oh, no, they're doing for Christ they're doing this thing. What does it do? I don't know. It's a little bit of adrenaline. It seems like they're all right. They're making up fake drugs, you know. But it's like I I like to think that they're building up, you know, to making the venom, right? Venom. venom. Oh, he has the venom at the end of this motherfucker. I no, think that was, was just, just straight up adrenaline, yeah. It was green, but it though. did have that green tinge to it. Yeah, but they got it. They got it. You know how yeah. dumb everybody is in Kansas? They'd get this movie. They'd get the storyboards since they don't have electricity. They'd be looking through it. They'd be like, what, what is this? What is Dragon do? They'd be like, Greg, they were like, careful, like don't, get the, don't get the candles too close to the storyboards. They'll light on fire. <laughs> I fucking hate you, Kansas, with every fiber of my fucking <laughs> Anyway. God damn it. Anyways, the DA, the drops, the thing. He starts finally, oh, yeah, you know, we got a mole, and there's a mole in the mole, mole, mole. And, like, she's like, okay, cool. I'm going to bounce. And then, or no, something walk. Oh, Maroney, Maroney walks Maroney. in, right? No, yeah. Uh, yeah, not Maroney. Um, Falcone. 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 And fucking a John Turturro. I forgot. I didn't know oh. he was in this movie. Me yeah, either. And I was like, motherfucker, what a badass John Turturro is. That was a cool, like, Matt Damon-like sort of cameo, cameo moment for me. Like, oh, John Turturro. Yeah, <laughs> like I was really yeah. excited. Right? <laughs> you're Falcone. That's awesome. Yeah. You know what it's like? Yeah. It's like it's like when you don't think you're like a friend you're looking forward to is going to come to the party, and then they show up. You're like, "Fuck, Andy's here!" Right? Yeah, nice. All right, yeah. let's go. All right, yeah. And so he shows up, and she takes out her thing, and she flips out because she was just in it to help him. And, you know, blah blah blah. And so like, uh, she bounces away, and she leaves, and uh, Batman's like, "Damn, fuck!" Uh, but and I know, but I know there's a mole now. And, uh, oh, then, the, yeah, the DA walks outside. He tries to get with Catwoman, Idiot. right? And she's like, no, 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 no. She leaves. And he's like, man, I am, I was great in Shattered Glass, but I'm high on this lemon drop right now. I got to go to my car. And so he gets in his car, and Riddler's in the back seat. He's like, what's up, motherfucker? And he's like, oh, no. I'm going to I'm gonna nitpick in the most dumbass nitpicky way possible. Please but I, I thought it multiple times watching this. There's something about the set of right outside the, the club with the taxis mm-hmm. keep going by that I just thought didn't. 
work. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like it felt lesser quality than the rest of the stuff, and it just was kind of weird that there was just constant taxes going by this thing. But, again, dumbass nitpicked it is mm-hmm. really stupid, but I kept thinking about it. I I liked how that was, that little front area was such an important part. Like, we see a couple times what we later find out is Riddler's perspective of, or, like, the photos that were taken from his apartment that was mm-hmm. right up up top and also uh when the when the, the DEA comes out or the DA comes out um we also it cuts to the his car's perspective which we then later find out oh it's cuz the riddler is chilling in there waiting so it was his yeah. perspective and I, you, I liked how that space was being used for that what do you think the rent on his apartment, what do you think oh. he's paying super cheap? Club, the, the Iceberg Club is not in a great part of town. I'm at the Riddler's apartment. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what he's saying. Maybe 500 a month. You know, you figure like he's got one of those, didn't seem very those apartments big. where like there's no bathroom. You got to go down the hall for the bathroom. Uh, oh, you so, think? Yeah. So a yeah. bachelor pad. Yeah, yeah, you're sharing it. It's Shared a, That's unfortunate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. No, so, yeah, you know, Riddler abducts that guy, boom, we don't really know what's going on, but we know there's, like, a flashing light thing he puts around his neck or whatever, like he's a dog getting walked at night. It's a Kanye song. Um, and so then, guess what? It's time to uh, go to the mayor's memorial, right? It's like, that's happening. I'm sure there's some interstitial shit. We probably talked to Alfred. Maybe we're meeting Alfred here. Yeah, Nick. Uh, I misspoke, by the way. So I think Colin Farrell does not know who he is in this scene, right? I think it's Carmen Falcone who goes, oh, don't you know who that is? That's That's Bruce Wayne. So earlier when we were talking about how Penguin would have known who he was, that was wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you coming to honest truth about that, you know? Coming into the light. Exactly. Wow. Uh, so now we're over at the funeral, and, like, they got valet service, which I thought was weird, but I don't know much about, like, celebrity funerals. But they what all drive up there. Cars, what are you going to do with all cars? I mean, I think they would just park somewhere, you know what I mean? But, I don't. again, I don't know how celebrities get buried, yeah. you know what I mean? How cool I could have gone to Ronald Reagan's thing when he was lying in state, but I didn't. Mm, that would have been cool. How cool was Bruce Wayne's, like, Stingray, huh? Badass. Yeah, that was one of the things Andy was like, I saw this scene, and I thought it was going to be, like, 1980. So I was like, Andy, that's a Stingray from 1965. Yeah, and he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> It was cool, though. So Batman rolls up, but he's Bruce Wayne, and he gets out, and some people freak out, and they take photos of him and see him. And then he sees uh, Falcone show up, and he, the woman's got the boots on, just like Selena wears. And he's like, is that Selena? So he kind of runs up on him, and then at the last second they're like, "Wow, get stay the fuck back!" And they turn around, and and, and then when the guy, the woman turns around, it's not Selena, and that's when Falcone's like, "Hey, that's you know, Bruce Wayne. He was, there. he was there when I fucking got his daddy operated on me, and I saw him standing on the stairs, and I never forget daddy. You good kid, you good daddy." A lot of backstory exposition we get in this. We're like, "Okay, okay, all right, we're we're caught Hold up. We've got an important character now. Sure, should know." And so then, yeah, they walk into the funeral, and there's people everywhere, and then there's like a bunch of people in on the on the guardrails there. And Bruce stops, and he's looking, at it, and the one guard, the one guy on the other side of the guardrails, down on his luck, and he's like, "Man, fuck these people, and fuck all the rich people. I'm gonna eat the fucking rich people's faces one day." And Bruce's like, "What?" And he goes, "The guy yeah, into weird. the darkness." Yeah. And I was like, "That guy's gonna come back. That guy's that gonna come back." Joker, to you. Right? Yeah, that's gonna, he's gonna be important, and then cherish it. He's the guy he mentions at the end. Don't forget. And so, and, and that's not even something I realized. I thought that was just like typical red herring shit, trying to like throw, not necessarily even the audience off, because you know Paul Dano's a Riddler. But I think yeah. that that was just something to throw off Bruce Wayne. And I thought it was really neat that. It was Greg who alerted me to that. Like, no, that was the guy who in the funeral huddle. Like, oh my god, I did not recognize that dude's face at all. I didn't remember him. 
it's just one of those unbelievable things in the movie that there's this many people who are like unhinged like this and there isn't a garbage strike. If there was a garbage strike, I could really, if they're like super rats running around, I could understand it. But without it, it kind of falls apart for me. Right, uh, yeah. Bruce comes in and he's like, man, this is a cool ass funeral. And then the mayor elect shows up and she's like, hey, Bruce Wayne, you're not doing enough for this fucking city. I'd like some of your money. Oh, hold on. Hold the phone. The kid's looking over there and I like, I like that kid. I'm going to go pay my respects. Don't you fucking go anywhere. All right. And he's like, ooh. And he's got this weird haircut, like a bowl cut, but not a bowl. <laughs> and so, she goes over there. They're singing Ave Maria, a great song. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. How did, how did we go this long in this without talking about this? Cause... That was like, that was when yeah. you knew church was going to be super sad that day. Mm-hmm. But it was great. Played at my this, grandmother's funeral. This three-hour movie only has three songs that it's allowed yeah. to play. Yeah. It is the Batman theme that we hear uh, 10,000 times in different versions, and it's awesome. It is the uh, Nirvana song cover from the trailer. And every time they play that, it's pretty awesome. And then there's Ave Maria slash Riddler's theme, which is just like a different pitched version of it. And it's mostly awesome. But I do think that some of it might be a little bit trying to be symbolic of some things. And it, mm. at least on one watch, didn't really always work for me. Um, I agree with you 100%. And it, it's capped when... We're supposed to have this incredibly intense scene later where it's Batman on one side of the glass and Riddler on the other side, and then Riddler starts singing it, and it. I almost started laughing because I'm like, I want to recreate this scene with me and Greg, and I want Greg to sing Ave Maria for so long. I just want to hold on him for the whole song until he starts cry laughing like he does. It, that was the cringeworthy part for me. So uh, this is all is all well and good. We're getting ready for a funeral, and this is going to be a great funeral. Everybody, can you please take your seats? Wait, what's that? There's commotion from outside. What's that? There's commotion, and they're like, uh, uh. <laughs> so like, yeah, this car comes barreling in. We saw it in the trailer. Uh, Bruce runs, grabs the mayor's son, our rock and Robin would be, and then he rolls him out of the way. The car slams into the thing. Everybody's panicking, running around, look, running the other way. Bruce notices one guy at the top of the thing isn't running away. This might have happened actually when he heard the engines revving. But it doesn't matter. There's one dude up there uh, dressed in his little city slick or whatever, right? And he doesn't run away, but then he does finally move away. And then they all panic, and they try to move on the car, and there's a bunch of shit written in the car. And they're like, get out of the car. We're a bunch of cops. And then the what, car door what, opens. Yeah. Was that the Riddler up top? Yeah. Yeah. This actually, this shot reminded me a, a little bit, and then I just, I'm drawing this parallel for me, I don't think they meant to, but of the shot where Batman's like watching Joker on the steps, and he just, and everyone starts shooting. Oh, yeah, sure. Shot. I see that. I see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. looked at that, and everyone was like turned the wrong way, and he was looking at Batman. So, yeah. 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 Um, and so, yeah, then they get that, and guess what? It's the guy from Shattered Glass, and he's got a phone taped to his hand, and his mouth's all taped up, and he's got a weird thing on there, like, bomb, run away, and they all run away. And so then it's a hostage, or not a hostage, it's a bomb situation. And so he's sitting inside. The phone's ringing, by the way. The phone's ringing. a hostage situation. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know, Kevin. Maybe that's part of the plan. Maybe he wanted to bomb us, and he wanted to think he was a hostage. Yeah, and but so, we know, you know? I love, know the, I, I love the impersonal sort of robot, like... Yeah, that was great. The, yeah, the yeah, immediate yeah. sort of, like, shot of, like... Mm-hmm. I, I just It was really, you know, interesting visually of this man who was terrified to die, and here comes a little drone robot. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, uh, everybody's too afraid to go in there because they are wusses. But not Batman. He clumps on in there, and the cops start freaking out outside. Oh. Oh. Is Greg, it's because he has a bomb-proof suit, we find out in moments. And a, a face. Don't even get me started. Yeah. No, he oh. covered his face. He covered his face right yeah. before it exploded. Yeah. Oh, which, I didn't see that. Yeah. Is one of the things Alfred I do is the fact that Alfred threw his bomb a little bit away? Yeah, Alfred threw yeah, his, his bomb's weaker in this away. universe. Yeah. Lame. 
Um, but yeah, he gets up there and he the cops outside are mad and then you know they they answer the phone. Guess what? It's the Riddler on Facetime, but he's also streaming it on Twitch. And he's like, "Whoa, fuck! All right, cool. This is very uh, like our life." And so then it's like, you, cool. "You have thirty seconds to answer these riddles." By the way, thank you for the yep, five yeah, exactly. subs. Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> You have Amazon Prime, you have Twitch Prime, and I would love that to help Faith on Gotham. There's that part later where he's actually talking to, like, his subscribers, and it sounds like uh, it's fucking so meta and good. Well, that clip is also not something he had released to the public, so he's not using the voice distorter. Yeah, he's like, thanks, guys. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Couldn't have done this without your support. I love that part. So, yeah, and there's an answer to these three riddles. If you can do it, I'll let you go. Of course, Mm -hmm. you know he's not going to let him go. You know he's not going to fuck him. That's because he didn't keep his promise. Or he didn't do the riddle. Is that what happens? I don't even remember what the third yeah, one is. Yeah, the third one is what, like, who is the rat? Him who the, who and he's the like, rat. Oh, yeah. right, 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 right. He's like, right, if right, I tell right, them, they'll kill my family. Like, I'm already dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So stop being a wuss about it. You know what I mean? Like, sacrifice your family? No, no, no. I'm saying, like, I'm already dead. Well, then why do we just waste four hours? You ruined this guy's funeral. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna put this thing on, and if you don't, oh I'm, I'm putting this thing on your neck, and if you don't tell me who, uh, you don't tell me who the rat is, oh, I'm fucking not gonna do it. Just kill well, him. He, he didn't know that was the last question, Greg. Had had uh, Riddler asked him right away, maybe he would have been like, oh no, just fucking blow me up. Yeah. We could have done, we could have done a two for one. I would have let my yeah. family be like, hey, just come to this. That well, then, then, you know, then, when he gets I'm to that one, just too. answer with a laugh. Then you know what I mean? Because yeah. there comes a point when you know you've pl- you've played all your moves. And if that would have been, like, you know, get to the random, I'm like, whew, you know what I mean? Sorry. I'm, Batman, I, you should leave. <laughs> I can't a, do this. Like, I'm not going to be able to do this. I mean, that's definitely what he does do. He's he like, ah, I'm fucked. Yeah, I'm he fucked. Does, yeah, he worries about himself and he panics. I'm saying, take care of Batman. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to – Riddler, I'll, I would have done this. You know what I mean? I'd be like, Riddler, listen, sorry. I didn't know that's what you're looking for. Let me get out of this church. This seems like a nice church. I don't need to blow up in here. All right? I'll blow up somewhere else for you. All right? Don't worry. Actually, back in what cop do you like the least? Yeah. I'll walk over to that him. cop I'm right gonna go I would have fucking, I would have ratted out everybody and then like, hey, FBI, I hope you're watching this. Put me into witness protection program. Like, Falcone is not more powerful than like the National Army. Yeah, Falcon, but, like, like the, like, the, the Gotham police, the Gotham you know? PD the, are in his pocket. Army. Not everybody, the, Kevin, remember? When you well, walk yeah, outside. that's true. But like enough of them that in, in the like yeah, next fucked. 15 minutes, he could be like, all right, go over here and kill his family. Calling the FBI. Do you think that the last question he thought he was going to ask was, "What is the last slice of pizza?" Riddle me this: What's the last slice of pizza always left? Is it pepperoni or is it supreme pizza? It's always the one with all the bullshit on it. It's always. I don't think a riddle ever ends with a choice. (laughs) 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 Like, riddle me this: What's the last slice of pizza left? Because I think it's always. And then, like, the police, like, evidence locker or whatever with police all around him. And then they find this thing, this thing off his face. They pop, and he's, like, showing his bat thing. He's like, oh, my God, this guy's rabid. The bombing was another moment for me where I feel like they, like, ratcheted it up a lot further yep. than, the, than necessary. And it kind of took me out of it where it's like, what? wouldn't that have fucked up his face? I don't care yeah. if he covered it. Like, yeah. that's just why. So, it didn't need to be like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but instead it just not, it has a concussion effect that knocks him down. Uh, anyways, yeah, they don't take off his vest. 
Uh, everybody wants to, the cops are ready to like, you know, throw Batman at the clink as they say. Uh, cause you're just a crazy freak. And so Gordon's like, give me five minutes with him or whatever. I'll fucking do this. And, they, and Gordon punches him in the chest. I like that. I yeah, yeah, love yeah. this. God, I love yeah. that. I love yeah, Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright, like, mugging for the camera. All right. Yeah, you gotta like, go here. You gotta go there. You're my thing. You gotta get out of here. Also, We're just doing this over and over again. Like, oh, you gotta the, punch me. You gotta make it look good. The, the conversation he has is he's trying to calm him down, and he's like, "This is not the right way to do it." Like, it's so it. There's so many layers to the relationship that they have that are like kind of just put out there in this moment. I I really liked it. Me too. Yeah, I love everything with uh, Batman and Gordon, like I said, at the top of the show. Um, but Great. Anyway, like, Gonzo for Gordo, it turns out. I am Gonzo for Gordo. Jeffrey Wright, if you're watching, good job. Five out of five performance. Uh, so, yeah, we already know what happens, right? Boom, punches him. Hey, all the cops freak out. Uh, so many of the cops here are just doing the New York accent, too. They are the... If you wow, mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. Sorry, who what was that? What was what, that? that what, what soundbite was that? Excelsior! Yeah, I am Gonzo for Gorda. That's right. I am Gonzo. Good job. Uh, and so, yeah, Batman runs, and he runs up the building, and he's, he's you know, he's shooting stuff. He's doing the, the rappelling and stuff, and he gets up there, and the cops oh. run in. And that's what we talked about. He runs the edge, and he still does it, that. and he pulls his thing. And, like, I think everything – I like everything about it until he should be decapitated and killed, like, the, guy, yeah. the girl in Hereditary. But, like, boom. I, I wish at this point he'd, like, taken a week off or something, you know what I mean? Because he hits that shit hard. For sure. And, like, there's a moment where he kind of, like, struggles away, and then the next scene he's just fine. <laughs> I, I, Did you only... notice that there are certain sequences where he has his shirt off, and I'm like, is he growing bat wings? What are those bat muscles? Those are all scars doing? and shit. Yeah, no, but there's scars. no, but there's a moment where he's like kind of hunched over, and his back muscles are so pronounced that yeah. it looked like something was about to protrude from his back. <laughs> How do you think his abs look, though, Andy? Were they born, born in labs? Now it's time to rank those abs. What's up, everybody? Welcome to your 19th podcast within a podcast. Rank those abs. Uh, Robert Pattinson looks good. Yeah. Yeah. He does. He I don't think really he looks good. A, he doesn't look as good as Bale in Batman Begins because no. Bale put on like 30 pounds of muscle and just looks like a thrasher. I, I but think he looked great without a shirt on. He looks, he looks I think he looked really big. He, he put on a, a good he amount of muscle. muscle. Yeah. yeah. And he and, and he, he ends up being a little bit more imposing because I think they cast either they either made him taller with lifts or they cast really short people around him. But every time someone comes up to him, I don't think he's that tall. But every time everyone comes up to him, they're like he's like looking down on people, which I thought was a nice little effect. Uh, he doesn't actually. He doesn't look as big as I remember him in this photo that I found. He looks but great. I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's a, it's yeah, a I mean, good looking. He looks like he put like yeah. he's built. He is. He put muscle on for this one. His his body reminds me of uh, Adam West. You know, I think he could rock the Adam West suit. At least I mean, he would make the Adam West yeah. suit look really good. Yeah, I think he's yeah, got way more definition than Adam West. He's taller than Christian Bale, but three inches shorter than than, than Ben Affleck. And for some reason, he is uh, uh, way taller than Kristen Stewart. I don't know why she's in comparison for this on Google search, but that's fine. Man, you're giving us a lot from... of different height ranges. How... <laughs> yeah, why would he just tell us his height? How tall is he? Yeah, wait, because, like, when <laughs> you say like, I guess three inches shorter than Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck's like 7'8". He's 6'1", got it, yeah. Ben Affleck's 6'4". Oh. Uh, Pattinson's 6'1", Christian Bale's 6'6", six, uh, six on the nose, and Kristen Stewart's 5'5". Oh. Five, five. Christian Bale would have figured, like, a 6'3 guy. No, six six. Interesting. It blows me away that Ben Affleck and Greg are like the same height. Honestly, we're a lot of back tattoo. You know what I mean? True. I want you to get that that amazing back tattoo, Greg. What is it, what tattoo does he have? I don't know what he has. On Ben Affleck? Yeah. Oh my God, so Ben. 
just Google it. It's a it covers really? his back. It's a goddamn dragon. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's fucking tra- really. incredible. Yeah. You think it's Photoshop? Oh. You think I'm it's looking, Photoshop? It's not. <laughs> oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Hold on. Oh my <laughs> god! Oh my god! <laughs> this is ho- it's a phoenix. It's a phoenix. Yeah, it's a phoenix, not a dragon. It's incredible. Hold on. This is horrible. Oh, Kev, that's the wrong one. Kev, I, I sent you uh, a version you need to bring up. Look okay. at that, dude. That is, that's interesting. <laughs> Everybody thought it was like fake for a roll, and no, it's just it. No, he got it uh, updated, though. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> that's incredible. Oh, I hate this. Oh, that is Rain Wilson. That's how yeah, funny. Dwight. Yeah. Anyways, um, Batman escapes and does the thing. Gets you know, almost decapitated. Uh, then he rests for a little bit, and then they try to meet Alfred, and then he goes and meets with Gordon again, who's still working with him, obviously, because they're still friends. And that's the whole. I thought you pulled that punch. I did pull that punch. Um, I thought it was very funny. Very funny. Moment, yeah, got me. They go around and around with the riddle, right? That's about the. Uh, I forget which one it is. What they're saying here. Wingless Something bird. about the rat. Find the rat. Yeah, oh, you know, whatever. Rata. Rata. You are yeah, 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 you yeah, are yeah right, 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 right. And so they come down to it's a, you know, it's a, they're looking for a, some kind of a bird or whatever. The penguin has wings and doesn't fly. Okay, they're gonna go after the penguin. They track the penguin to a drug deal. Um, they're working in conjunction together, but then Selena Kyle shows up or ask Catwoman, and uh, you know he's like things just got complicated. Money. What does that mean? I mean, um, she goes in there to steal the money. All hell, Batman tries to stop her. Uh, they give away their position somehow. I forget. They she things. like knocks someone out in like a. Oh, an effective way, but like not quick enough to like be sneaky. Sure. Like okay. the other guard immediately, like Rick, are you all right? Yeah. So they start shooting the shit out of that over there in a way that we should just kill everybody. But Batman slinks away somehow, and then they start to make their move to where Batman was, but he's not there. And then we hear, oh, 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 oh. I hate this. And then guess what, what? it is? It's the big old Batmobile muscle car. Andy Cortez, I, I want to hear your your thoughts on this. I I hate how long it lasts. I think it's what? the idea is cool as hell, but man, that engine revs Dude, for what felt like a full minute, and I was like, well, "What's the plan? Car? Do do something right here?" Because like you're still revving the engine, and like like I don't know, it was just weird for me. It was just weird. It's weird. But it roars out and goes, "Hold on." Yeah, like I wanted the moment to be again. We're gonna make an obvious another obvious comparison to Christopher Nolan, but when they. When the bat wing that he uses to fly, like, mm-hmm. that sort of reveal, kind of like, oh, shit, like, I was hoping it just kind of developed a little bit quicker. It went on so – it was very, a long time of just engines rolling. Yeah, but I, I mm-hmm. dug it, and the way the, the, the camera pans around the engine and stuff, like, I think this Batmobile looks so cool. It does Interesting. Look I wonder if you think it's the best Batmobile. Andy, hit the song. Thank you right now, ladies and gentlemen, to the the best Batmobile looks like this. Number one, the Tumblr slash bike combo from Dark Knight. Number two, Batman, the Batmobile from 1989. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, the Dark Knight Returns Batmobile. Uh, the Bat. <laughs> Number four, Batman Begins. Number five, Fantastic Batmobile. Number six, the Scrumbler Dumbler from Lego Batman. Number seven, Batman Returns. We didn't like the luge. Number eight, the Batman and Robin Batmobile. Number nine, 
the 66 Batmobile, and then number 10, the Batman Forever Batmobile, which Kevin wrote. I hate it. They said it, he didn't write it. There it goes. Good job. Good job with the Batmobile. I'm really torn on this one because I think that this is fucking incredible. I love how different the design is, and I love the sheer monster. Yeah, I'm just going to use this. Uh, I can't do it. The sheer monster uh, style that it all has, and I, I see where Andy's coming from of it being a bit much. That did work for me uh, because of what I was saying earlier about, like, even in the shadows, there's this loudness to Batman, and I love that, like, how scary of a, a roar the thing has and just commits to it. Um, so for how dope it looks and how different it is, I think that it deserves to be really high. Having said that, I think Batmobiles are something that we've seen done very well in the past. So I don't know how high I can put it because I don't think it's anywhere close to the Tumblr bike. The 89 Batmobile is just so ridiculously iconic. And the Bat was dope as hell. But I think with this, I'd have to go number three over the Bat. That's fair. Dark I'll put it in. I think that's a great place for it, Tim. I think it's... I think it fits the vibe of this movie. I think it's utilitarian. I think it still looks like a Batmobile or something yeah. you would do, but very, very, like, going along with his bat suit, it is just something that you would cobble together with resources and make just indestructible. I think it's fucking rad. It sounds awesome. The blue flame in the back. Uh, yeah. Nothing cooler than blue fire. Nothing cooler. I Personally, I, I think this might be my favorite one. I For think blue. that the other ones are, they look silly, and this looks more real and fits the world. It was cool. I like the rev scene. I like how the, we kind of see it getting built over time. And yeah, that was neat. More importantly, I like the way it maneuvers when it's, like, uh, out and about and, like, the way it takes that jump. That's a really, really, like, that would probably wreck the car, but I kind of believe that it can take it with the way it's built. Oh, yeah. Well, it's got a lot of clearance on the ground there. Look at that. How much more clearance it has than the Batmobile from 89? Sure. The world's lowest car. It races out. It drives around for a long time chasing the Riddler. Or, no, I'm sorry, the Penguin. Um, he's driving, like, a Honda Civic or whatever. Catwoman steals the money on a bike. She's out of there. Uh, you know, they're on the highway. There's a bunch of close-ups. They're driving into oncoming traffic. Uh, you know, the Penguin does some stuff where he, like, turns the wheel real quick and, like, things are falling and closing, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, I got you, I got you. And Batman, boom, you know, powers on through with his blue flame comes down, taps Penguin, flips Penguin. Then we get the thing from the trailer where he parks and walks out and it's badass. And it's like that, I love that final scene. I love that cinematography of it or whatever. Just for me, I, not too long. Nicholas. I, this is a perfect example of like, of, of the movie. Like this scene was so cool, but then we get the slow walk and you're like, that's badass. I wish it ended right here. And then we get a shot of Colin Farrell looking like, not scared, not confused, just more like, yeah, I'm still hanging upside down in this car. And then we get a shot of Batman looking into the car kind of at him. And I'm like, why the fuck would you include that shot in this? Because it's Batman means... saying with his eyes, like, what did you think was going to happen? It's but very like, similar. You know yeah, I mean? but it, it would have been better if it cut to him getting thrown on the wall. Yeah, literally, like, if you just, like, an ed out of him, like, why didn't you just have him walking toward the car? Right as he's about to get there, you cut to him throwing him against the wall, right? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. a better sense of pacing. And this one is just like, why are we still in this scene? This is it's kind of indicative of the whole movie. Well... You're out of the scene pretty quick from there. Uh, Penguin is tied up and zip-tied up, and then him and uh, Jim Gordon and Batman kind of give him the old, what is this, bad cop, bad cop, bad cop, bad cop. Good cop, bad cop. And they go, and they are, they you know, they ask him and pump for information and try to find it out, and it's one of those things where they're off base, and, you know, Penguin's finally like, am I the only one who don't understand Spanish around here? It wouldn't be L, it would be Y, or whatever the fuck he says. It wouldn't be Y, it would be L, I don't know. I don't fucking know anybody. 
And they're like, oh, we got it all wrong. But then eventually this leads us to URL, right? And we're like, okay, cool. And they put in the URL, and then they go there, and I think somehow that connects them to the orphanage, right? Isn't that why we're doing this thing? I forget what the URL is. I do want want to shout out Penguin's legs being tied up, so I'm kind of penguin waddling away. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, That was a fun little little nod. The URL thing, I am... I, I can't believe that this is the direction that they decided to take this clue. But, hey, they did it. And it's a real thing. Jumping ahead to the post credits of this movie, we get a flash of uh, the goodbye from the Riddler and stuff. And it had a URL, which was the com, And you can go there now. And there's a whole bunch of riddles to figure out. I don't think people have done them yet. And I, I don't think it leads to a tease for anything. I think it's just more marketing. Do I think I heard that because th- th- that website has been up for a little while. For a long time. But yeah. I don't know if there's any new things since the movie's released because yeah. the URL's I promoted. Think... It'd be a bizarre loop for the marketing yeah. URL to promote the movie to be promoted at the end of the movie. So I don't know what. Yeah. If there's something new. Uh, they go to the orphanage and they start creeping around. This is Thomas and Martha Wayne. Scary. Super creepy. And then, hey, there's something in the distance. What is it? It's a bunch it's of drop manor, right? This is the actual mansion. No, I thought I it was the orphanage, orphanage that they had donated. Oh, I thought this was like so. I thought this was like what he had done at the end of Dark Knight, where he like he donated the the manor to become an orphanage because hmm. because it looked like what you would it, expect like a roundabout. Yeah. like Wayne I can manor. understand that. I don't. Yeah, no, I think there is. He, no lives, manor. he lives in the tower, right? He doesn't yeah. live. I don't think there. there's a manor in this one. I think okay. he lives at the the penthouse of the tower. Hmm. I just thought maybe that was the old house, and he just moved into the man, the tower after they had died. And was like, no, because oh, we see his there. parents' uh, room. In the tower, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got a bunch of lemon drop heads in there. They're all they're all high as shit, but then you follow some more clues, and you get to where it all began, and there's a speech. There, you walk into this room, and there's a speech playing, and it's uh, Thomas Wayne's announcing he's going to run for mayor, and he's going to do the... Uh, revitalization fund and they're putting a billion dollars in whether they win or lose and yada 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 and, the, and then it's, I figure what, there's a riddle in here oh the sins of the father will be back on the sun Bruce Wayne yeah yeah and so Batman runs away and he's he leaves Jim there and he gets in the car and he calls and he's like Aunt Harriet who isn't Aunt Harriet or he calls and the phone ring 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 and then we we're, this is happening at the same time where we see Andy Circus's uh, 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 Alfred uh, go over the mail. there yeah, going through the mail. Little rude, you know what I mean? Then he gets to the package, and he opens the package, and he does the thing, and it's in the fireproof uh, envelope. And then he rotates it over, and it starts doing whatever, ticking or bombing up or whatever. And he throws it, and it blows up. Oh, he doesn't – well, then we call him Harry. There's going to be a going to be something horrible going to happen. She's like, it already has said. And the fucking firefighters are there. He's like, oh, no. And we see it blow up. And we're like, oh, my God, they killed Alfred. And like, no, I didn't kill Alfred. He's fine. He's just in the hospital. I'm like, oh, that fucking sucks. And so he's over there. Love it, love it, love all of this. Lo- love the lead up to it. Love him. Love the urgency in him driving and like just freaking the fuck out. And um, it, it just reminds me of some of my favorite scenes in media where they are trying to build tension um, in clever ways where you know that you know some shit's about to go down, and you as the viewer are just kind of hoping that. So, uh, I hope something doesn't happen. Like, I hope something fucks up. Maybe he doesn't open the package, but I just kind of love the way it all uh, worked out. And I, I don't disagree that yeah, maybe they should have killed Alfred, but I, I just love the way it was all sort of choreographed, you know, going from um, him in the car to the lady. What's her name? Doctor who? Doctor what? Doctor who. Harriet the Spy. Harriet the Spy, yeah. 
Um, I, I, I just like the way it was all sort of filmed, and, you know, you think that it's all happening in real time, and, and it already happened, and it was kind of scary. Um, you know, he's, uh, Bruce Wayne's super sad about this, but he doesn't want him to be sad because the Riddler leaks information out that Thomas uh, only won the mayoral campaign by uh, killing the journalist Elliot uh, to hide all the things, and he was working with the he was working with Falcone and blah blah. We haven't even brought up you saw the fucking movie, but you you remember like, they keep referencing this big drug bust. This is all tied back to the Maroni drug bust, which is the biggest mm-hmm. thing and made everybody's career and yada yada. Bruce, with Alfred on the on the rocks, right? Uh, real, real quick, one. Uh, I like that this introduces his mom, who's probably named Martha, uh, as an Arkham. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that was that stuff two was, families, yeah. the Wayne's yeah. and Arkham's. That was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. That was probably the the first moment in the movie where I was like, oh, cool. Like, I don't know where this is going, and I'm mm-hmm. slightly interested in it. I don't think they took it that far, but I it was an interesting twist. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, then he goes, Bruce goes back to the Iceberg Lounge, right? Yeah, but this time just as Bruce. He's like, you know who I am? Same thing, Batman said or whatever, right? And he wants to see uh, Falcone, Carmine Falcone. I, also, sorry, uh, the twins, uh, the two security guards, I like how they're progressively more beaten yeah. up as yeah, things go he, forward. He yeah, get out of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was in there, and, you know, Falcone lays it all out, right, of like, listen, man, you're, you, I didn't, you know, I killed that guy for your dad. Your dad wanted this thing, you know, blah, 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 and I, I did it all because that's what your dad wanted or whatever. Your dad was a bad guy. I'm a bad guy. Your dad's a bad guy. Hey, you guys a spoon kid. Hey, how you doing? Remember me and old brother where I thought? Hey. And so – uh, Bruce Lee's he's like, that's fucked up. He goes back over to the hospital and he waits next to Alfred's bedside. Alfred wakes up. He looks over and he's like, mm, good to see you, son. And he's like, you fucking lied to me. He's like, no, I didn't actually. That guy lied to you. That guy lied to me. It was all about this. Okay, cool. Now we're back on the same path. Okay, great. So now we're off from there. And, uh, I don't love this, by the way. I, I don't love the, the Thomas Wayne stuff. The, the, he said, she said of like, hey, he wanted me to do this. I was like, no, he didn't want to just make a mistake. What's the point? Kind of, kind of reminds me of, uh, some Andrew Garfield mm-hmm. parents stuff in Spider-Man. It does, and it's it, it, that's actually a perfect analog, Andy, because I didn't care about it there, and I don't care about it here either. And this is yeah, they don't, they don't this all is, the way with it, right? Yeah, that's the problem. Is like this is sort of like the emotional crux of the plot of this movie, and I I was like, ah, this I don't like the scene. I don't care about any well, of this. Like I don't give a fuck about his parents or what they did. Like it just doesn't matter to me. And then we, it's supposed to be sort of a reveal, and I'm like, eh, it's, it's a little bit of a slog. It's just it's so quick. They don't let you settle with breathe. the idea. Yeah. And it's kind of where, I, like, I, I do wish this storyline, they had allowed it played out, left um, Alfred knocked out in a coma for the, the rest of this movie, um, and then maybe in a future movie, then it gets revealed that, like, no, no, no. Like, that was not how it went down. Like, I think that would have been better and, and made it more impactful. Yeah. Um, from here, yeah, you're all right, and this is why I don't like it. I think they should have gone more the telltale route with it. Uh, from here, though, I forget how we get there, but we – oh, the the bat signal's on, but it's not Gordon doing it. Mm-hmm. Instead, him and Gordon show up, and it's actually Catwoman who's up mm-hmm. there who's like, listen, uh, yeah, I found him, right? I found Falcone. Which uh, was really the she found that, like, lieutenant cop. Lieutenant right, 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 right. That's what it was. They have the guy who has the information to tie it all in and figure this all out. That the fucking revitalization fund is the perfect thing to move all this money. And so that's how they've been doing it. And that's right. All of Gotham's dirty and all of Gotham's paid off and yada, yada, yada. Bruce like, <gasps> Gordon's like, <gasps> like, how the fuck didn't you know this? Whatever. Uh, this is where Catwoman's like, Falcone's my father. Um, and so oh. I'm going to go kill him. What? 
I don't love that. I don't love the line of I, – I think that's another one of those moments where I'm like, ah, this, what a cool concept that's just sort of shoehorned in, and I wish they could have explored that a little bit more, but there's just too much going on here. Well, the, the thing there, and I'm totally with you, is what I do like is kind of the themes of this movie, I think, really kind of revolve around the idea of identity and Catwoman being so – stuck on this idea of her dad being this asshole that like doesn't care about her but like it's even deeper than that where he doesn't even know that she is that yeah. he is her dad and i think that that is a really interesting kind of parallel to looking at uh batman and bruce wayne and him not knowing the the sins of his father and all that stuff like it kind of totally reframing who they are and that's why the vengeance to hope kind of switch like works for me a little more but i don't like that we have to connect all the plots and sh- that Falcone had to be her dad to make all of that kind of yeah. work thematically. Um, but I, it, it worked at the end, but I think it was a little clunky to get there. Yeah, I think it's a lot to juggle. I, I also wanted to point out that when we got back uh, to the apartment, me and Barrett, after watching the movie, and Barrett was like, this is a story we know. Like, I was not surprised by any of these beats. And it's not a story I know because I don't read the comics, but – when they're, I guess, interrogating one of the cops, maybe it is this cop, I forget exactly who it is, but when he's like, this goes way higher than what you think. You know, like, you don't even know the dude at the top. And at this point, I'm, like, thinking beyond Falcone. Yeah, like, who is it going to be? And the fact that it was was kind of like, oh, okay. I thought <laughs> I thought we were talking, like, crazy big DC villain of, like, actual, like, supernatural. Like yeah, like, yeah. I, I thought we were talking in terms of something like that, but the fact, like... I, it wasn't – it just wasn't really laid out or planned out super well where we're supposed to kind of be shocked that it's Falcone, but it's like, oh, damn, I thought – when you say goes way bigger, it's like, oh, of course. It's yeah, it doesn't him. feel when – the, when the mystery comes to, to a head, it doesn't feel fulfilling. You kind of – it's a little bit of a letdown. You're like, oh, I guess that makes sense because he's the yeah. only other – there's like 40 people in this movie, so it's got to be one of them. I thought it was going to be like Brainiac <laughs> or like – I don't know, like yeah. – <laughs> Some going, shit like that. Going back to the scene, though, I think – I forget the way the line played out, but I love this performance by Zoe Kravitz where he's like, don't kill him. It's like that – it'll follow you for the rest of your life. And she goes, I got nine or whatever it is, yeah. and then kicks yeah. the ass off the get away. I'm like, fuck, that was so good. And yeah. then straight jumps off onto the – so like cool. Heather's, yeah. All that shit was so fucking rad. Yeah. I, thought, I thought she did a great and job. I, I I love the way he follows her. I know you joked about it earlier. Being oh no, like it was dramatic. Cool shit. Yeah, it was hilarious. Cool shit. Like, I gotta go. Runs on the side. I'm like, I'll take the elevator, man. That shit looks dangerous. So now it's a race to get back over there, right? Because we know at the uh, Iceberg Lounge, she's gonna kill Falcon. E. Or Falcon. Falcone. Falcone. Yeah. They all do differently. Falcone. I, mean? I think they, they mostly say Falcon. But I like Falcone better. Uh, they had to go Falcone in this one because they Maroney. really were leading on to the whole uh, the cat, the bat, the mole, the rat, the falcon, the penguin. Like there was so much of the El Rata URL stuff that I yeah, think that they were trying to. Because I've never heard it said Falcon that closely or that yeah. close to Falcon, you know. But I think that was the stylistic choice. Gotcha. Right? Like, falcons also have wings. Europe have wings. Pterodactyls. How do you spell yeah, that? Totally, dude. A lot of real talk. Missing the P. She gets there. She's going to kill him, uh, you know, and just at the time that uh, she's about to really pull out that gun and waste this fool. Then he gets interrupted, and they go watch the news, and the news is like, guess what? It turns out Falcone's a bad guy. He flipped on everybody, and, like, this is what happened. This is how it all happened. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, what the fuck's going on? And then Batman cuts the power, and it's like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, no, she actually comes in. She's like, hey, Dad. And he turns around, and he's like, what? And she's like, my mom was that other Kyle woman, and you did this. And he's like, ah. Which, like, 
I thought he always knew that that was their relationship. And That's it kind of brings a, in a question of like, why was he so friendly and nice to her? He was and creepy. Kind of right? creepy. Was yeah, kind of creepy. Yeah, it gets creepy. Yeah. 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 Old boy. Old boy had been on somewhere else with that, where like yeah. he, she, he had known. They did know. Yeah, like, I thought so. Right. Yeah. But he was just like he kind of had the same reaction I had, where he's all, oh okay. And I was like, yeah, I guess it's not really that important. Yeah. The wives go out, and then there's a fight, and she's fighting people, and she's fighting people, and then you know. He finally, she finally, they fight and they do the thing, and then he finally gets her. He, she, he, oh yeah, yeah he, he yeah. gets the upper hand. He starts choking her, and then Batman shows up, right? And then Batman. he reveals he killed her mom, right? He's like, oh, your mom made Just like I strangled her mom, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, look, he's super bad. But Batman stops it, and then uh, you know Gordon shows up, and he's like, well, you know, you know, and then on the way out, like Penguin talks, and she's like, well, I'm gonna be out in two seconds. Fuck you, I'm in the city or whatever. And then and how did she miss that shot? First off, like. I, know, right? I wish it was the electricity that caused her to miss the shot. Yeah, that's what I but thought. Like, she she just straight up missed the fuck out of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wish it was like a electricity thing, the light shut down, like, oh, uh, panic shot, you know, you know, of yeah. course that you would miss there, you know. Um. So then he's like, Gordon's like, you want to wait? He's like, you know, I'm not going away. I own, I own all the cops, and there's not all of them, and there's a bunch of cops out there, and it's like, all is well, that ends well, and then, you know, gets shot, gets shot, blown away. Into the light. PG-13 movie, there's no blood. Yeah. And I'm like, is he okay? Confusing. It looks like he's okay. Yeah. Very confusing. Because it looks like Batman took him down and he's like, he got the wind knocked out of him. And then he's yeah. like, oh, he's shot. I'm like, is he shot? I don't know what's going on here. Uh, you know, they look over to the window. They, they run over there. They bust the apartments there. You know, they go in there. Oh, my God, this is Riddler's apartment. And they start looking around. And somebody's like, yo, chief, uh, a lieutenant. I heard, yo, lieutenant. I heard that, you know, this woman saw a guy leave here and then go in to get a cup of coffee and a slice of pie. So then they all do the thing from the trailer where they slowly move in. And guess what? There's Paul Dano's ass sitting at the fucking oh, counter. And they put his hands out. They slam him down. He makes eye contact with Batman. He drew a little question mark in his coffee cup. Oh, my God, it's the Riddler. Question mark looks way too good. We can, like, make it look less good. Well, he's been working on it for a while. Yeah, yeah he's been, I mean, he didn't drink the coffee, I don't think. I think he just sat it, there. It looked it. like someone just put a fucking question mark and, like, an overlay filter on, on that. Like, it just looked way too straightened, uh, like, flawless. You know? I note for the, like, set design, like, it, it's that looks like the that famous painting of the diner, and I, yeah. I just love the aesthetic that they put, cool. they're putting together for this city. Um. So then they got him. They do the thing. Blah blah blah. Uh. They they were maybe this is happening already. But they were investigating his apartment. There's a million different things in there. All the ledgers are filled with just crazy writings, right? And there's one that is about renewal that Batman calls out, and they're like, okay, cool, we'll look into that or whatever. And then it was also that there was a bat in the cage, it was surrounded by the rats or whatever. Uh. Then you know, cool. He's. I, w- I would love for them to go to the local, like Ace Hardware stores and be like. Oh yeah, you know what? Someone is buying a lot of fucking duct tape. Yeah, <laughs> maybe or, or you go to the local Hallmark store. And like, dude, this dude bought all the creepy cards. <laughs> <laughs> like, why do we even sell a card that says "See you in hell"? Like, like it's something they use. To, <laughs> I think you wrote that in. It's something they use to profile people. Of like, whoever buys these cards are the ones we gotta watch yeah, out for. Yeah, yeah. Is the is the that guy bought seven of the creepy cards. He's yeah, definitely he's dealing. He's gonna <laughs> Um. So then, yeah, Riddler's finally like, I want to talk to Batman. So Batman comes to visit him in the thing, and uh, this is where he reveals he knows he's Bruce Wayne. Not another thing that would have been cool, but isn't cool. He just goes on and then finally tips his hand that he's a moron and doesn't know this at all. Like, okay, great, cool. This is, is he not not Bruce Wayne. No, no, he's like hung you. up on Bruce Wayne being the orphan that everybody cared about. That's yeah. why he's doing this thing and yada yada yada. But then at the very he, end, he thought right. Thomas Wayne was a bad guy. 
right? So that's why he was like trying to get revenge. Oh man, I did not read that. I thought for oh, sure yeah. he was he was trying to fuck with them, and but just didn't want the cops to know that he knew he was Bruce Wayne because he, no. he, uh, he looks at where he Bruce, Batman hangs yeah. in the shadows the entire time, taking the beating, taking the beating, taking the beating, and then finally when he says whatever he says to be like he doesn't know that Bruce Wayne's Batman. Batman literally is like. Oh, and like oh, walking into the light, like, oh, hey, wow, I guess I can engage with you. That, no, Nick, I'm right with you. I, I read that completely wrong, too. I thought I thought he was like, we're simpatico, and you've become this thing, and we're going to, like, I thought he was just protecting him, similar to, like, Vulture protects Spider-Man at the end of no. uh, Homecoming. No, well, he he definitely was like, Bruce is the only one that got away. Like, yeah. He killed everyone um, else. Because he was trying to kill Bruce, but because he wanted to be with Batman. Got like, it. he thought him and Batman had a thing going on, like, with being vengeance. Got it. Vengeance. Which I thought was kind of cool. I just it does start to throw the logic into play of the seeing the Riddler's house uh, and all the shit on the wall, and it's like Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne right next to the Batman and all the stuff. It's like, how do these people not know? Like, how the fuck do the cops not know? But whatever. Well, also you know all these things about this under the criminal underbelly. You don't know Batman's Bruce Wayne. Nah, whatever. I can't. That guy's his jawline well, is yeah. too is unmistakable. I, I love that, like, a bunch of the things that he had found out about the criminal underbellies because he's sitting out there with a camera just taking Good pictures point. and recording, yeah, who's going in and out and then looking them up and investigating. Also interesting, right, the other, like, you know, I, I, it didn't occur to me, but I'm also not a detective of, like, hey, man, these photos were taken from a very specific yeah, angle. Maybe if we yeah. trace an angle back, we'd find where, where they shot it from. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. Never would have thought that, too. Um... Anyways, I digress. Uh, oh, so then the conversation continues to evolve, and finally he's like, you know, I, and now you're here, and we'll be safe while this happens. He's like, what do you mean, what happened? He's like, oh, you didn't. That's that you're not as smart as I thought you were. I like and it's it. the reveal that there's one final kicker coming, right? And so as they're sitting there talking, the explosions outside, right? And then we My start favorite the, moment. Favorite the detail plan, of course. Yeah, because it's like the first thing that was like, oh, man, I, I didn't see this coming. I didn't know what this was going to be. My uh, favorite trope in movies, like, period. I'll put that in my top five, number one right now. My favorite trope in movies. What? Just so like, you, oh, you didn't figure it all out? Oh, you're, oh, there's one more thing coming, Bruce, yeah. and then fuck it, Robert Pattinson doing a bang up back job of being like, what the fuck are you talking about? What's going like, uh, on? So yeah. I, I love it. And it's the same thing that happens in Dark Knight. Like, I love that moment as well. Um, yeah. I, I was going to say, I actually saved the city in Dark Knight. Yeah. <laughs> in Dark Knight, right? <laughs> Uh, I do, is that is that what Nick's gonna use as a like like when people when I mentioned Greg that uh, on the Spider Man interview that when people talk about who the better Spider Man is um, some people actually use the argument of like what the superheroes did in the movie yeah. <laughs> it's like that's the fucking script. <laughs> like, no, but I mean, so like, so like, he starts he starts off this the the whole movie with a monologue that's like, I don't know if I'm doing any good in the city, right? He has that moment where he's like, I don't think I'm actually doing anything of, of substance. And I was like, oh, here's an opportunity for him to like actually save the whole city, and he doesn't. Yeah, and he just lets the whole thing floods in, in, instead. But then he's like, but I guess I'm a symbol of hope, and I'm like, are you? Because you failed so drastically in your mission on this that thousands of people died. Like, it can't – that's that's always my – that's always what a criticism you have of a movie where you're like, well, I guess Superman's good, but he didn't just destroy half the city. It's like, what good did he actually do? Mm, I don't know. Planet. I, I, do, yeah, I, I do. Guess, but. I do wish that they would have pushed the scene a little bit further with having him possibly miss that extra clue because maybe he got so focused in on the thing he shouldn't have been focused in on. Like, I wish that – that trope was also used, and maybe, like, he's so about vengeance, he, you know, maybe the Riddler fucking, you know, like, he's so focused in on the task at hand Mm -hmm. that he didn't see the forest for the trees and actually just bombs everywhere, like, 
I wish they played that uh, into that a bit more and be like, Bruce, you fucked up, man. I got I, or Batman. Yeah. He doesn't know he's Bruce. But. Batman, Batman, I, Batman. I, I didn't love that. Like there were, it seemed like at least a few hours between him or Riddler revealing it to cutting back to his apartment and then Batman finding the thing, and that's when it explodes. I don't like when things are timed that that closely together. Um, well, I would have preferred. Oh, you're right. Before. I totally skipped that. Sorry. Yeah. The explosion no, happened actually when he gets back to the apartment and he talks yeah. to the guy. And, and my, 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 the my brother was, was my brother was a carpenter, not into carpentry. That's a different thing. But he was a carpenter. <laughs> oh, thank you. And he pulls up the carpet and finds the uh, thing, and then the explosions go off and the seawall fails. Yeah, I, I just wish that it had happened when the Joker was saying it, and yeah. later somehow they go and it's like, oh, this is the clue that you missed, mm-hmm. you know, and and like gotcha. the, maybe the Joker, the Riddler. Is smarter than you. That was the one clue that I think definitely went too far. I really liked it because when it started, I was like, that's a really weird and specific tool because it, like, drops on the ground yeah, and we, yeah. like, we punch on in it. on it. And I was like, that's that's weird that they have a carpet stretcher. Yeah. Hmm. I thought the whole thing was weird. I really loved the the scene of Riddler being in the jail and talking to Batman, revealing that he doesn't actually know Bruce is him, and then the whole idea of him wanting to team up with Batman, thinking that they're working together. I thought all that stuff was super strong. I just don't think it was earned to get there, and I don't think what they do afterwards uh, is really using its full potential. But my biggest thing is the kind of in that whole monologue from Riddler talking about how they've been working together the whole time. I just don't buy it, though. Like, I love it, but I don't buy it because – Really, the only thing that Batman truly did to, that they were working together was bringing the rat to the light, which was another clue that I did not like at all. Like what, the one specific street light in front of the Riddler's house, like all of it was just so, so coincidental. But I feel like they, it implied that he's been working with the Batman the entire time. But when you look back at the clue one, clue two, like the earlier stuff, sure, he gets a letter to the Batman each time, but it's not like the Batman, he, Batman was always a step behind. Instead yeah. of a step forward that helped the Riddler get to the next moment. Yeah, and I think that that was a major missed opportunity. And it, it was, it's kind of it, it against this scene of them working together. He, we'll work. But he did use the Batman. So, like, because uh, Batman figured out the laptop thing, the email gets sent out from Gordon's computer, right? Mm-hmm. And, we'll like... Work. We're getting into like Indiana Jones territory where you start asking yourself if the Batman did nothing in this, would the, would would any of this have happened? And like, would the outcome yeah, have been well, the same? And the answer is, yeah, probably. Except the mayor would have been killed. That's pretty much but it. He <laughs> also states the Riddler states that he was his inspiration, and I, and that, I think that's a big part of the whole yeah. uh, vengeance thing, vengeance versus hope, like being like focused only on fear creates these kind of people. Right? Yeah, versus, we get that, but we—I yeah. mean, again—not to not to lament the fact that we've seen this before, but that's that was the theme of of at the end of Batman Begins, right? Where he's like, "Hey, man, you put a mask on, they put a mask on, all this stuff." So I just feel like the movie is sort of like, to Tim's point, is a little bit backward, where you would assume that he would fight all the goons first and then fight his way up to the Riddler and then stop the Riddler from blowing up the city, but the Riddler blows up the city. And then you're like, well, there's not really much left for Batman to save in this. we got to give him another action set piece, which, by the way, is arguably the coolest fucking thing in the whole movie where he has to take out the goons. But how great would that have been if that happened in hour two and led us into the climax with him having to, you know, arrest the Riddler? It just 
I give Matt Reeves and the team kudos for like doing something that's that's against the grain against tradition, but it deflates the movie when you when you put your bad guy in jail. Like remember in Dark Knight they put Joker in jail and you're like, oh cool they got him, but part of you is like, they don't got him. This is right where he wants to be. A lot of movie left. He explodes and gets out, and you're like, oh my god, this guy's plan is fucking incredible. Whereas the Riddler's plan, I was like, all right, so your plan was just to put bombs around the city? What's the point? Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, the point was no, but the point was that was going to cause everyone going to the one place where they they can then kill the elite, right? Yeah, Yeah, I guess. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's why he had. His gunman just, sitting on the top of there, ready yeah, to like, because like I think that the full plan was to just murder as many people as they yeah, could. Yeah, I guess know? it was to inspire the, the inspire the psychos too to like come to his aid and stuff like that. So all that builds into the lore of it. But it does it does break the question of like, did, did Batman help do anything to do to solve anything in this? And I guess he saves the mayor, so that's something. Yeah. Good. Well, I mean, I think accidentally he uh, helps the plan move forward. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we've kind of been all over the place, but you understand where we are. The things have exploded. They also found, uh, the, they figure out the password was penis penis 15 on the, the computer. So they got in and watched Riddler's little private message to all those creepo, uh, proud boys who are like, get ready to stand, followers. stand up and yeah, I know, right? Stand up and stand proud. Like we're going to go shoot everybody and get your cellophane and get our cake and all that shit, up, yeah. which was like, I thought was cool. Like it was like, you know, super creepy and a little too, too real, <laughs> but it yeah, was like, God damn, that's fucking cool. One of the things in the thread was, Hey, it's a, Gotham Winter Guard suit or whatever, like helmet. Yeah. Like that was he was wearing a helmet that was supposed to be, I guess, for first. Oh no yeah, fighting for army or whatever. supplies. For army supplies. Yeah. Yeah, Which yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. that's a very like, uncomfortable and useless looking helmet. Like a balaclava probably would be a little bit warmer, but that's yeah. cool. Uh, and so they're like, oh shit, and yeah, this means that all the you know the the elite are being everybody, but the elite uh, in particular because they're at the mayor's rally are being funneled in this place. Catwoman gets funneled in this place. Everybody's funneled in this place. Uh, and then yeah, all the bad guys are up there now, getting up there with their sniper rifles and their shotguns and whatever. And they're gonna do some damage. They're gonna fuck some people up. And uh, you know, the mayor comes out to try to settle everybody down against uh, Commissioner Gordon, or sorry, Lieutenant Gordon's wishes. And she gets shot. And about the same time, Batman smashes to the top in the classic Batman fashion, landing there and starting to wail on people. But again, year two Batman, he's getting knocked around a lot too. He's taking some hits. Uh, he is tripping people. He's using smoke. He's doing this. He's doing that. He's all over the place. It's place. incredible. Yeah, I mean, like, we, we haven't awesome. We haven't talked much about his action scenes in this movie, but like the little bit we saw in the trailer of him walking through the hallway, oh only God, being lit God. by the muzzle flashes yeah. and like fucking things up. That was incredible, and it was so much better than the trailer even led me to believe. And this entire scene was so, like it's pure fucking amazing Batman action, and I really, really dug it the entire way through. Yeah. And so all that is happening, it's all going great, and then it's – he takes the shot to the chest, right? That's shot, man. Thing. Oh, the shot final – yeah. there's a thing here where there's a whole thing where Catwoman shows up and they're fighting together, but then she gets knocked down and then he she gets shot and then she gets up yeah. and she saves him. Is that he right? Takes the, he has to take the yeah, adrenaline. Yeah, I know, I know, but did I just get that order of operations right yeah. to get us there? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah, he yeah. gets shot and he gets knocked down and he can't get back up, but then and the guy's about to kill Catwoman on the ground. So, yeah, he hits the thing and he's got adrenaline and or venom in his little utility belt. He injects it. Oh, actually, he's got it, and then he injects it into his utility belt. Like was that thing. was that shown at all in? Uh, did I miss any nope. lead in or no? It's, that? He just he just pulled yeah. it out. It's just got stuff. He just has a little yeah. hole in his leg where he can inject it. Like you can open it up like a really portal. Cool. And just, yeah, that was yeah. weird. I was like, oh. Well, I mean, well, it, I mean, it, it, it makes imagine. sense to in a degree, right? Of like, I'd imagine that, yeah, you'd have to have something there to give yourself that extra kick, that the, the nos, if you will, when you need to get out of a situation like that, where yeah, your ribs cool are combusted concept. or whatever. Reminded me of Arcane. Good job. Felt oh, like a cop oh. out to me. Reminded me of Yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Like I thought it was so cool, especially with the like his suit. 
has to have some protection against like blades and stuff. So him having a little spot to do it in. And also I like that when um, Catwoman saves him, essentially, she's mm. like, it's okay. Rest, rest. Like we're mm. all good. And he, like, you kind of get that moment of like, Oh, it's relief. And then kick him back in high gear. Mm. I just, I just wanted him to be like, just super stoked for the rest of it. And just be like, what, what, what <laughs> <if we have?" laughs> well, that's the thing, right? He, he, yeah. He's about to kill that guy. And Gordon has to stop him. Right. Yep. Like Gordon grabs him. Yeah. And even then like, ah. uh, and then if that wasn't enough, right <laughs> now, like, yeah, the, the things are about to fall on electrocute all the human beings down there or whatever. So Batman jumps over there, takes off his uh, bat symbol and cuts it. And I was like, damn, now what, that's another – man, that's another cool thing. What's going to happen to him? Is he going to be out? Is he going to jump in to save him? No, he'll just wake up in the water and be okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, that's yeah. just how this is. Okay. I, and he wakes up and he sees the people and he goes over there and it's the mayor's son, a.k.a. the soon-to-be Robin. And then he's like, follow me. I got a flare. And they follow him. And he's like, I got to lead into the light, Jor-El. And he brings him up there. And then they're on top of the thing and it's broad daylight and people are coming in. And he's on the national news. And they're like, they got a guy in a bat suit out there trying to – there's a clown in a bat suit trying to cheer people up. Oh, mm-hmm. no, he's not a clown in a bat suit. He's Batman. And he's putting people on the stretcher. And he's saying he's got a no more vengeance, all hope. Because that's what the guy said. Remember when he, the guy who shot him? He's like, who are you? Or they're like, who are you? And he's like, I'm vengeance. And he's like, oh, fuck. My, my message got muddled here. The bad guys thought it was a cry for them. All yeah. these crowd boys. <laughs> and so, like, all that's – and then he's like, okay, cool. Now I'm going to bring people to the hope and the light. That's great. And then we go uh, to the police station or the Ar- Arkham. We're at Arkham, right? And it's, we're there. And then Riddler's in his little cage. He's like, I fucked everything up, but I like questions and stuff. And then his next-door neighbor straight off the fucking CW reject pile is like, oh. <laughs> 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 you, you didn't like things? You didn't fail, chief. You didn't fail, chief. God, who let this on the fucking film? Yeah, that was I was. I wish we hadn't seen the silhouette of like the cut up looking face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and just heard a voice that wasn't going quite that hard. Yeah, and fantastic yeah. actor. Love him. He was Amazing in uh, Green Knight. He was in Eternals. Um, yeah. I, I love him. Interested in the idea of what he could be as a Joker, but this is a very bad first impression. There's a, a scene that they shot that is that would have played earlier in the movie where Batman goes to Arkham. It'll, this will probably be on the Blu-ray because they actually shot the whole scene. It's not like one of those in an early script. This might have happened. It's like yeah, this, yeah. this was cut from it. Um, Batman going to Arkham and talking to Joker. And it kind of implying that Joker was put in Arkham by Batman oh. earlier than this happening, and that, that there being like a, a history of the early Batman years or year, whatever it was, um, and kind of essentially trying to use Joker's help to figure out who Riddler is. Um, and it sounded kind of cool, but it that also sounded like cool. it didn't work. I, I don't know, but getting this really didn't work. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. The the silhouette. It, it, I was telling Barrett, it kind of reminded me of like. Whenever you see uh, somebody making a realistic 3D model of something from cartoons, mm. where it's like, here's Peter Griffin realized in real life, and it's like fucking weird and off-putting. It's actually Pikachu and, shit. 